Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for downloading Sporgy for free on iTunes or from ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate Sporgy five stars on iTunes and help to tell others about Sporgy by leaving a comment. Thank you for following Sporgy on Twitter at Sporgy Podcast and on Instagram at Sporgy underscore podcast. Please follow Sporgy on Facebook to like and share Sporgy. You can also email the show. The address is Sporgy at ChristopherMedia.net. If you would like to donate to Sporgy, you can click on the PayPal button at ChristopherMedia.net. If you use Amazon.com, please click and bookmark the Amazon link at ChristopherMedia.net. It will not cost you any extra money, and you will help to support Sporgy. If you are looking to launch your own website, please click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media uses HostGator to host all of the shows produced by the Christopher Media Network. When you click through the HostGator banner at ChristopherMedia.net and sign up for HostGator, you're helping to support Sporgy. We know that choosing the perfect gift for a man is a difficult task, but not anymore. TheBroBasket.com is here to help. We all know men are hard to shop for, but what do guys actually like? Their favorite alcohol, that's what. It could be craft beer, wine, whiskey, scotch, or tequila. TheBroBasket.com will put it in a gift basket full of their favorite gear and goodies. You can customize your own bro basket or choose from a variety of different bro baskets, like the Ultimate Import Sampler, the Jack and Coke gift set, or the Junior Executive gift basket. Boozeless, but still cool, bro baskets are also available. TheBroBasket.com gives you many shipping options to choose from, including rush delivery and Saturdays. 21 and over, please. State and local laws apply. Beer, wine, and liquor are not available for shipping in all states. You can help to support Christopher Media by clicking through the BroBasket.com banner at ChristopherMedia.net. Men used to be hard to shop for. TheBroBasket.com Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. Welcome to Sporty, the show that gives you half-assed sports fans giving their half-assed opinions. Now, here are your hosts, Chris and Ridge. Welcome to Sporty, number 25. Oh, it's the steroid show. I learned before we started recording... I never realizes. Both Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, number 25. You can put on your tinfoil hat there, Iceman. Start, start forming conspiracies around that. I'm Chris. I'm Rich. I'm the Iceman. Hey, and it wasn't steroids, it was creatine. Get it right. <laughs> sure. Whatever. Is, is creatine yeah. hard work? Mom, apple pie, God, say your prayers, get eight hours of sleep. That's all it was. There was no steroids. Yeah. Look at the aforementioned arms of the men we were just talking about. And tell me what it was. Look, at their, Look at their heads. Exactly. Yeah. It's like that. It's like the Simpsons episode where uh, Mr. Burns recruits all the pro baseball players for his softball team. Was it Ken? Gri- was it Ken Griffey? Yeah, no. he had the gigantism. Yeah, yeah. He looked, yeah, exactly. It's like a fucking comic book villain. His head just but, fucking swelled up. But look at their numbers, too. They were at the, the end of their careers. Weren't they putting up numbers better than, like, their rookie years? Well, okay. The beginning McGuire, of their career? McGuire hit 49 home runs his first full rookie season. And if you look yeah. at McGuire's rookie card, he looks completely different. Yeah, he was a little small white dude. I remember, cause I remember when he all of a sudden was in the chase. My first reaction was, that guy's still playing? And my second reaction was, when I looked at him, like, that's the same dude? Well, he was one of my favorite players growing up, especially when, they, when, I, when I got moved over to first base because I was like, okay, he's not 
super athletic and he could hit the ball mile. So I was right at that. You know, that was like, I think my second year of little league when I got moved over to first base from catcher. So, you know, when you're a kid, you try to emulate a player and his style and all that good shit. So that was my first base, uh, archetype, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I never stuck a needle in my ass. Maybe if I did, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you guys. <laughs> no, <worry. laughs> nah, it's not worth it. No fucking way is it worth it. Well, anyways. But, uh, yeah, we're, it's, uh, man, it's the beginning of, we're recording this on December 1st, recording a little late this week, but Iceman's got a new gig and we're trying to make sure we get all three of us on every show, so. And I want to get, I, 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 got a, I got a rant and I want to get it out of the fucking way. All right, let's go. It, it's about the the game, okay, that happened between U of M and Ohio State. Okay. First of all, I cut the cord on my cable, and I went through PlayStation View to get my television package. I pay a lot less, and I don't end up with a bunch of channels I don't want. And so far, up until last Saturday, I've been able to watch everything I wanted to watch. Uh, for whatever reason, I couldn't watch the game on PlayStation what? View. I did what? not see the game live. The game had, was not All those on. Big Ten networks, there's, there, there's no The Game? They put it on ABC. ABC is on demand only on PlayStation View. Oh. That's, yeah, that's the one, the one bugaboo. Uh, that I will give you, at least where we're at, is our local ABC. All of our local channels, at least the networks, two of three are available if you want to watch them live. You know, now if you want to watch your Modern Family and all that other crap ABC has, yeah, you can watch it on the app. But if you want to watch something like the Ohio State Michigan game, which is going to be aired locally on the ABC affiliate, not happening. Yeah, now if I had to put a zip code for, let's say, I don't know, Florida, New York, Tennessee, wherever the fuck, it aired on it. They'd have played it on the on the uh, ESPN channel on PlayStation View, like the rest of the country got it. But because my zip code is here in Michigan and it's so close to Ann Arbor, they moved it over there. So I went to because oh, and also just you know, you cannot listen to it online. Period. Any U of M game you cannot listen to online. Even if even if even if the, the station that broadcasts over the air the game has a website that you can listen to their stuff live, listen to their on air broadcast, they will play something else. They'll play music, they will put some other programming on. They will not broadcast it over the internet. So I couldn't even listen on the radio unless I want to go sit in my car for four almost four hours. To be fair so, though, isn't that how most isn't that how it goes with any streaming stations and games? I know when I used to listen to our local sports talk station, anytime a Tigers game or a Red Wings game or a Lions game came on, uh, if you were online and listening, they were they were dumping out to you know CBS Sports Radio or whatever their network affiliate is. I don't uh, I don't I don't know because I used to be able to listen to Red Wings games online through the the local sports station. Now, granted, this was five years ago. They got to make money somehow. So it, you know, whatever the the policy might have changed, but in so, TV making you enough money. So I so I went and did something that I don't recommend people do, but you know, put a a post up in a forum was like, look, I've tried every legal means besides sitting in my car for the next four hours, 
to listen slash watch this game? Does someone have a link to something? And someone kindly posted a link to a streaming site that supposedly was going to stream the game. I got to watch 30 seconds of it before the stream locked up, and that was it. So everything I know about that game, everything I saw has been highlights. So I can't even sit here and pick apart the game like I wanted to do in the fr- when we finally started recording because I wasn't allowed to watch it because I'm not going to pay $150 for cable for 250 channels, 20 of which I watch. That's Hey, man, I'm with you. That's exactly why I cut the cord. That's what I told them when I was canceling. I am paying for too much TV. That I and don't that watch. sucks that you didn't watch. I didn't watch it either. I'm just not a Michigan fan, but... It's the only thing I know about that game, or I know two things about that game. I know apparently there's a controversial first down play right at the end, but I also know Michigan gave away 14 points. So, well, Earl, I'm assuming you watched the entire game. You both know I watched the fucking game. Okay. Someone who lives in fucking Kansas could watch the game. People that live in Michigan couldn't. There we go. So they're, they're, that's the end of my rant. I, but I also didn't cut the cord either. Yeah, but if you, even if you even if you had went through PlayStation View in Kansas, they'd have showed it on ESPN. It's just it's bullshit. Local broadcasting rights is what the problem is. True, but I, I do got your workaround for you, Rich. I, it's almost a week later. Doesn't matter. But just a tip from when I first cut the cord back in uh, 2011. Twenty bucks. Get your digital antenna, and you can get your locals. Something, to, so little tip for you for the future. You know, if I'd have thought about it, there's a Best Buy about three miles down the road. I probably would have done it, but I was so irritated. And because when I initially cut the cord, PlayStation View wasn't even, you know, PlayStation View and Sling TV weren't even concepts that were thought of yet. It was Netflix and Hulu. And it was like, well, how am I going to watch the local? And it was, it was, yeah, it was Rabbit Ears and my PlayStation. And that's how I watched TV for a year. So, no, I mean, I get that. But that game and that whole weekend was full of what the fuckings. I, I don't even know what happened. Oh, let's I, feel, I, I, feel like, I feel like I need to say this. I hope this what the fuckings is catching on with our listeners. Because I feel like the <laughs> chick from Mean Girls. I'm like, stop, with, stop pushing what the fuckings. It's not going to happen. But go ahead. oh it's gonna catch on trust me because people are all over the country watching these games the same as we are going what the fuck what the actual what the fuck turn the channel what the fuck yep we can what the fuckings right there yeah i got a couple one for when we get to the nfl but yeah the the michigan game dude what do you think about the uh that controversial call at the end of the game it's it doesn't if you're an Ohio State fan, you say it's fine. If you're a Michigan fan, you're buttered look, about it. Look, it's just like I said about the Mexican game with the Texas and Ranger and the Raiders. It doesn't come down to one call. However, just like that game, with this game, that officiating was horrid. Absolutely horrid. You could say, hey, we're the better team. Hey, we won. You could say all that, and I can't disagree. You're right. You pulled it out. Good for you. However, you had a lot of freaking help. It wasn't one first down call. It was a lot of blown calls, non-calls, calls that weren't calls. It was horrible. Space helped you out a little bit, too. Just well, yeah, absolutely. Giving away two touchdowns, that's, that's help. Throwing a pick six and shit, yeah. No, no doubt. 
no doubt. The game was was everything it was built to be. It was the game. Two overtimes for fuck's sake. It was badass game. However, it was that because of the officiating. It it was like 40-60. 40% of what the players did, 60% of what the rest did and didn't do. It was horrible. It was like you, Ohio State's going to win this game no matter what. And you saw that by the second quarter. Oh, we're, we're, it's, we're getting it's, into tinfoil hat territory here? No, no, it's not even a tinfoil hat. Th- it's like going to watch a movie in the theater and... 30 minutes into the movie, you know who the killer is. Why are you watching the rest of the movie? It's that type of shit. You saw it from from Jump Street. And it just continued through the first and all the way through the half of the second quarter. You're like, what the fuck is going on? Fucking Helen Keller could see that that's a penalty. What are you doing? And then you, it just continued through the rest of the game. Well, you posted a video on Facebook that I've, I've seen um, that basically, yeah, pointed out. In, in in very smart ass ways at some, at some points because they slowed everything down to a crawl to where even if you don't understand football they spelled it out for you more than John Madden used to with his fucking telestrator on Monday Night Football the blown calls etc 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 the fact that that a third of that crew that ref that game are Ohio State fans live in the Ohio State area. Yeah, have 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 ties to the university one way or another, and then the yeah, players really, high fives and and slapping them on the ass, yes, after oh, plays, yeah, yeah. You're a ref. What the fuck are you doing? Don't be giving high fives and, and ass pats to fucking players. Are you kidding me? Because if that if that game was played in Ann Arbor and a third of the officiating crew had lived in Ann Arbor. Ypsilanti, Celine, cities in and around that area, around where the big house is, and were avowed U of M fans, and and the game had and U of M had won the game that way. Ohio State would have rioted. Like they'd have loaded up in their pickup trucks, got the one person that goes to Ohio State without three DUIs and a felony to drive to cross state lines, and came up here and rioted. That's what the fuck they'd have done. Protested and blocked ninety four like a motherfucker. Talking about red and silver lives matter and shit. But see, oh boy! But <laughs> the 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 other stat that really blow that blew my mind that I heard that came out of the clusterfuck after all this is Ohio State hasn't been called for holding in three years at home. How the fuck are you not called for holding for three years in your own fucking house? It goes that to is, that is a that is a home field advantage that is goes beyond turning a blind eye or. or tie goes to the runner or whatever the fuck that is just i'm sorry you you, you say what you want about the game does it come down to the calls whatever better team won i don't care when michigan lost to iowa okay jim harbaugh came out and said hey that's part of the game it it is what happens it happens we're not going to win every game it happens we need to push forward and it was very cool calm and collected after this game this man, even though he was going to get fines, came out and said how horrible that officiating crew was. So he's not being a crybaby because he would have been a crybaby with Iowa. He, he was a stand-up coach, took the loss like a man, said there it is. He said everything that everybody saw. And good on him. Good on him. Pay the fine, but get your, your, your word heard there. Because it was terrible. The exact same way. 
The Texans coach should have said it. He didn't because he didn't want to pay the fine. But it was horrible. It makes it not even worth watching. If it's not going to be a fair game, why even fucking play the game? That's just like you telling me, Rich, if it's the tinfoil hat and, and this is all fixed, what are we talking about? What are we going to talk about the game for if it wasn't fair? No, absolutely. But I do have to go back to something that Jimmy Johnson said when he was coach of the U and the Canes were going up to South Bend to play Notre Dame and he told them if you if you if this game is close in any way the officials will fuck us. So when we go up there, release the fucking hounds, bury them. And they didn't and sure as shit they got fucked on a call that cost them that game. And Jimmy Johnson said that's our fault for letting the game be that close. So all I can say is this. Chris is absolutely right. Shouldn't have gave up fucking 14 points. You spotted them that. You shouldn't have been in that position anyways. You should have played better to take the to take the refs out of the equation. I 100% agree. I 100% agree. But when the refs put you in that position, there's not much you can do, boss. There's really not. not. There's two things that can cost you a game. The coach and the refs. If you go out there, you're giving your 100%. You throw an interception. You throw a pick six. Shit happens. Let's recover and move forward. But when your coach doesn't know what the fuck he's doing and somehow blows the calls and doesn't make the right decisions at the right time, that you're, you lose. If the refs are going to judge you unfairly throughout the whole fucking game, I don't care what you do, you lose. They make sure you lose. No, I... I agree. And, and they came out there to bury him. They did. And they've stopped him multiple times. And the rest gave him the benefit of the doubt. Leading to that last first down that wasn't a first down, I watched it over and over and over again. And I, I was 100% impartial. I was like, let it be there. Let, okay, get there. Get And it just wasn't there. He didn't get there. Did not get there. Uh, it, it, and that's the way that game was throughout the entire fucking game. They weren't going to win. Should have the ball judge on the ass for that one. Hey, this, is, job, this, is, this isn't just a problem, though, with this game's officiating. This is a problem with college football officiating. There are so many college football games. There are so many college football officials. Remember when the, the, the refs in the NFL were on strike and they brought in the college football refs and – Green Bay basically got fucked over on Monday Night Football, and that's when they were like, okay, we have to settle this. Yeah, we can't let these... That's the game that made Russell Wilson a star. Like, we cannot let these off-brand, wannabe, you know... It's like when you go to the, 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 the liquor store, and you don't want to spend $200 on some Oakleys, so you spend $20 on some Folkleys, okay? We cannot let these refs ref our fucking brand and rep our brand. They knew that. The NFL knew that. That's how come they settled as quick as they did after that game. I mean, that was over quick, fast, and in a hurry. If that had been players, they'd have been willing to lose the fucking couple games of the season. They proved it before, what, season before, two seasons before that? Well, it's not just that. Like I said, it was the same way with Oakland and the Texans in Mexico. It was horrid. I mean, there's just games, and I, I don't, I, I don't know if the same officiating crews or whoever the fuck, but there are games you watch. And you're like, what in the actual fuck am I watching? Because it starts to look like in the in that game, the game started to look like the WWE. One, two, and then slowly pull your hand down, and oh, he kicked out. Oh, and the match continues. 
Because that's what it looked like. Yeah, I know. One and two go by at a normal pace, and three takes fucking five seconds to yeah for him to get to. I know. You got to give the Hulkster I, I, time to throw his hand up. I, I, I watched enough WWF when it was still WWF back in the day on Channel 50. I remember. So, well, just, good, so good on Ohio State. Great. You're going to go, and you're going to play off, and a beautiful thing. However, the refs it, situation, college and pro, needs to be addressed. Otherwise, you're going to start losing fans because of it. If I can't watch a fair fucking game and watch players play to their potential and then all of a sudden the best team wins, then I don't want to fucking watch it. If you're going to dictate to me throughout the entire game who's going to win, why am I watching? I got other shit to do. I think you're going to be in the minority on this one, Iceman. I think there's always going to be people who are going to watch football. It's like uh, I heard somebody talk about I think it was last year at some point that they think the NFL is going to be gone in 20 years. Like, are you fucking retarded? Did you hit your head this morning? They make too much money. Just if you have a penis, just you. No, I just I I can't I can't buy that, Earl. I think people are always just going to watch. No, no, that's not true. That's just like people are always. Guess what? Guess what? I'm not doing this for a fucking hour, so I'm going to sell this right now. You're arguing about something neither of you have any proof of because it ain't 20 years from now. So you can say it's not true and you can say it's true. We, won't, we don't fucking know. You want to you get together in 20 years and have this conversation, we'll have this conversation. But I just don't want another hour of arguing about opinions about shit that we can't prove one way or the other. I'm not going to argue ahead. whether it was 20 years or the next two years. All I'm telling you is... People are getting tired of being dictated to. Really? Have you stopped watching? Because I haven't stopped watching this season. There's been horrible officiating. I'm still watching every Sunday. I'm just saying, Trump's president. People are getting tired of being dictated to. All right. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) It's Thursday. I got to throw that in there. All right. Uh, The day ends in Y. You got to bring up something that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Of course. (laughs) So, uh... What's next on the docket, gentlemen? Rich, you're saying uh, we got the list of sports cities? Oh, the top eight sports cities, yeah. Top um, eight, what? We couldn't. We didn't have enough research for ten? Someone want to be different with their list? Uh, yeah, apparently. Now, I've never heard of this company, group, whatever, that, that did it, but they compared of 400. Of course, they rank things in eights. <laughs> they compared 400, 423 sports cities across 50 key metrics related to football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and soccer. All right. And oh, see, I didn't know that when we were having our little pre-show talk. Soccer's in there? Yeah, yeah. Ah, all right. That, that's going to change my answers I was giving before the show considerably. Okay, so number eight is Detroit. And hey, out of the whole world, we made number eight? Out of the whole world, we made, we, we made number eight. I'll fucking take that. And to me, it's interesting compared to the seven cities that are ranked ahead of them, which are New York, of course. Are, are we going? Are we counting backwards to number one? From one, to, from one to eight. Oh, so New York's number one? New York's number one. Boston, Pittsburgh. That one kind of threw me for a loop to come in at three. L.A., I mean, not really sure. That one I, mystifies me, but continue. But when they say, okay, when they say basketball and... Football, I've got, and if they're including hockey and soccer, I've got to assume they're talking college also. So that has to factor in, I'm, I'm, is my guess. So you're thinking that's, that's 
what USC, UCLA, the Clippers, and the Lakers holding that up. Yeah, yeah. And then you have what? I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, okay, yes, it's Anaheim, but most of the time they get lumped in with LA as far as the Angels. And you have the Dodgers. You have the Kings, who've actually won, you know, and been in the Cup Finals in recent years. So there's been a resurgence of hockey. And then, you know, ML Major League Soccer. There are fans, even though I'm not one of them, to, for that league. And I mean, didn't Beckham sign with the LA team like he ten sure years did. ago? So he raised the awareness. Galaxy, right? At, I believe so. Yeah. So he raised the awareness for it. Okay, so number three is, or number four is Pittsburgh. Number four is, or three is Pittsburgh. Four is L.A. Five is Chicago. And then six and seven are kind of shocking to me. Philly, and this is the one that really shocks me out of the top seven. Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. That's what with I'm their, saying. With their two, well, three sports. No, they got four. That's right. They got, what, the Wizards, the Capitals, the Nationals, and the Redskins. Oh, yeah, that's right. We don't say the Washington football team on this podcast. We say Redskins. Yeah. And then uh, I would I, – who would be their college teams? Georgetown? Has, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's, the only, that's the only one that comes to mind for me. I, I just – so – Well, out yeah. of the whole world, it came up with eight U.S. cities? Eight that's, U.S. cities. Hey, see? We're, see? All right. A month in, America's already becoming great again. Right, guys? well it was funny because detroit ranks as far as a sport by sport breakdown detroit ranks this way number one in hockey number 11th in baseball number 28th in basketball 61st in football that really shocks me because i maintain did did they toss the lions record is that one of the metrics it's it's based on performance level of the city teams average ticket price per games number of sports bars, and 47 other key metrics. Hey, you know what, then? Do this shit in two years. Once that new arena opens, I bet you they'd move up in football. Oh, and we're 78th in soccer, which I'm like, do we even have a soccer team? (laughs) like, okay. No soccer team gets you number 78. (laughs) But I also found it funny because, you know, I – I looked at this article and I was like, "All right." And no Dallas on that list. Not in the top eight. Not in the top eight, which is shocking. I mean, New York. Hey, I, okay, number one. I, I get Boston. Okay, I get. Look at all the championships they've had. I'm surprised Boston years. isn't number one, just because their fans, all of them, are just fucking rabid. I was, I was, I worked in Boston for a year and a half. I mean, they love them some Bruins. They love them some Pats. You know oh, they dude, love dude. their they love their socks they love their Celtics. Yeah, do you, do you even need to bring up the you know yeah Red Sox nation you know? Dude, I've been uh, to, I was at people's houses. They have newspaper clippings of fucking Tom Brady like in their living room and shit. Like I swear to fucking God, like I'm not making that up. Like that's where the fathead business goes right there. <laughs> like no, I'm talking like framed and like they framed them themselves, like that kind of shit. Light a candle Super by Bowl. it every night and shit. <laughs> Say a prayer before Saint Tom. <laughs> oh yeah. He was limited in practice today. They could probably be pushing the candle through the paper plate this week. Um so yeah, so I you know, I, I saw this article and I and then I fell down a uh, internet search hole and I ended up at 
an article breaking down NFL attendance so far this season. So take a wild guess who's number one. What team has San Francisco? The, best <laughs> the worst attendance man. Uh, number uh, one. Number Pats. one is the, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Number two is the Packers. Three is the is the Redskins. Four and five are Giants and Jets. Six is Broncos. Seven is the Rams. Eight's the Panthers. Nine is the Chiefs. So there you go, Iceman. Tenth is the Saints. Now, guess where Detroit is? 31st. Real close. 30th. 30. Damn. 30th. Yes, out of 32 teams, Detroit is 30th. I can't I fucking afford it. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I've been to Ford Field twice, and I've been $200 lighter each time. And that was me by myself, just paying for everything by myself with a friend, and my ticket was free. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, when I was, uh, when I was married, me and the ex-wife uh, knew a guy. That had to be a $500 season, day. Had, had, had knew a guy with season tickets, and he was 17 rows off the end zone. And... Uh, we got free tickets, and I, I think we spent around three fifty four hundred total. So yeah. Oh, and that's that's pre gaming also. Yeah, I say I spent two hundred dollars by myself with taking down a pint of whiskey before I even got in the fucking field. Yeah. Now you guys mentioned the Forty ers This is what's shocking. Thirteenth, but yet all we hear is how the Forty ers have shit attendance. No one's going to their games. Yet they're thirteenth. This year? Well, yeah. It was probably compared to when Jesus and Khakis was in San Francisco. This is 2016 attendance. Yeah, I'm sure attendance is... They're, they're two years removed from Harbaugh. That means they're two years from being relevant, two years from being in the playoffs. For sure, attendance is going to be down. Well, I'd, funny, just thought, I'd have just thought with all of the talk about how the stadium's empty all the time, that's the narrative that certain people push, that they'd be way, way farther down on the list. No, because you brought it up on a couple shows ago. It's the the environment. He's he's probably in the perfect city to be doing what he's doing. The only, the only city that would probably be a little bit more receptive is probably down in L.A. You know, I mean, the Pats are at 18. That's shocking. The Browns are at 20, which just proves. I've been to Cleveland on game day, and... I wasn't even wearing Lions gear. I just wore a a shirt that I guess if you really wanted to be pissy, you could consider it Honolulu blue. And if you were partially colorblind, and I caught shit. And that was the day on the where the Browns won. So they they are rabid in Cleveland. I can I can I can. Well, they got the dog pound. The dog pound is just as bad as Sock Nation, dude. Dude, the dog pound is the Midwest versions of the black hole. Exactly. Which is amazing because bringing up number 32 in total attendance, dead last, is the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> the pound hole. <laughs> but then again, like I said before, you also have to look at the economics of the area of these teams, bro. Detroit, whether they're good or bad, whether you support them or don't, you can't afford to go there. Yeah. Well, this that's... It's something else that, you know, I don't yeah, think I should not I, have to consider skipping some kind of payment to go to a football game. <laughs> right? But you have to. That's it's what it's turned into. The average fan has been priced out of out of sports in the last I, I, 
I'm going to say probably decade to 15 years, more so than any other point in my entire life. I mean, I remember you used to go up to the, to, to, you know, the will call window and you could buy some, you know, some bleacher seats for the Tigers on game day, go in, watch the game, leave, and you might be $50, $60 lighter total. Right. And you got a dog, couple of brewskis, had a great yeah. day. Yeah. Huh. Now it's, that's your beer budget for the first quarter. Unless you want to walk a mile and a half, you're paying twenty to twenty-five dollars for, or fifteen to twenty-five dollars for parking around anywhere around Comerica Park. Ten dollars a beer, like six dollars a hot dog. I mean, God forbid you take your kids and they want any memorabilia. Fifty dollars a seat. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know. I mean, 10 years ago, Skyline seats were going for five bucks a pop, which is, I mean, the ultimate nosebleed. You are literally maybe 15 feet below the lights. That's how high up and, and, and far up you are in left field away from the action. Now I think those same seats go for 21 bucks. That's been in 10 years they've went up that much. You're like looking over at the Fox Theater. You can see people in the windows there. Hey, you're closer yeah. to them than the field. Well, and yeah, that it's back to the, the to the point I was making with Chris. A couple of years, it won't take twenty years. A couple of years, people will stop watching professional sports. You're you're going to price me out of coming into my home stadium where I can watch and enjoy with my son or my family or my first date or whatever. I can't I can't afford to go see it live. I'm going to have to sit home, have a beer, and have refs dictate to me how this is going to go. And watch millions and millions and millions upon millions of dollars be paid to these athletes? While I can't even afford to get to the stadium? Please. Okay, Stop. Well, man, I think one, as long as one. the penis exists and testosterone exists, sports will be watched. But that's one, one man's opinion. Let's, 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 let's run down right here. First of all, in the last 10 years, you've also had, I mean, quantum leaps forward as far as home entertainment systems the size of TVs, the clarity of the quality of a broadcast, surround systems. So you can drop, let's just a conservative estimate, okay? You can drop maybe three grand on a quote-unquote man cave setup to watch your sports. Yep. And sit in way more comfortable surroundings, do what the fuck you want, say what the fuck you want, not have to worry about parking and the weather and Being banned from Chulis Tobacco and yeah, all, all this all this bullshit. Lions so, win. You can toss uh, your wife's salad right there. You don't yeah, have to don't worry have to about public indecency, right? You know. So I mean, there's there's that. There's also the fact that I had to. Okay, when I had season tickets for the Tigers in 2005, me and the ex-wife used to go. I mean, I I, I took friends who were like, hey, I got tickets for the game. She she's working or she doesn't want to go, and I you know run down a list. I wouldn't have to get very far usually before someone said yes. But even, you know, even her loving to go to games and liking to go to games. And this was in 2005 before they started their the run they started in 2006. So even though we had Skyline season tickets, we could sit anywhere in the fucking park. They weren't except unless it was like a Yankees or a Red Sox game or something like that. They weren't checking to make sure you were in your right fucking seat. In fact, I people literally, when we would sit up in the skyline sometimes just because for a change of pace instead of sitting on the first or or third baseline, people were smoking and drinking their own fucking shit they brought up in there. 
it's like a party up in the stands. So, because <laughs> obviously the product in the field wasn't that great. But now that postseason, when the White Sox played the Astros in the World Series, she got super into that World Series. And that's where she really got to the point where she was like, now I really love baseball. And I said, this season we've been to what? I had almost 40 game, a 40 game package, and you've been to at least two thirds of them. And now all of a sudden you can't get enough baseball. And she's like, it's so much better and so much more enjoyable. And I understand what's going on a lot better when I watch it on TV. It's TV has become with all the, the stuff they can put on the screen. It's just become a better way to watch sports a lot of times. Live, and it's cheaper. Live is a pain in the ass sometimes because look at the look at the look at the overtime field goal that that just happened. Where half the team fucking the holder was sitting there going, "Oh, he missed it," and it went through the fucking uprights. They're on the field. They're the players. You don't get a better fucking seat than that. I mean, this is this is what I'm saying. I mean, you know, you can sit in the comfort of your home. It's cheaper. Less of a headache. You don't have to deal with crowds. And let's be honest, some some NFL teams have a fan base that if you are not a fan of the home team, you might as well not go to the game wearing anything for the team you're going to see. That's all I'm going to say. I've seen children get accosted at games before. (laughs) People be like, you little motherfucker, you're wearing the wrong jersey. And I'm like, the kid's six. Leave him alone. You know, what the fuck? Who cares if he's wearing a Favre jersey? He's fucking six. And I'll tell you, too, now when I'm asked to go to a game, I, I have the same kind of mixed emotions as you probably feel when you're asked to stand up in a wedding. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. And in, in your head, you're like, God damn it. Now i got to spend a whole bunch of fucking money. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's, that's a very good comparison because it's, it's kind of how I feel. And I mean, it's on like, top I of that. I can sit at home and watch it for free and spend the money. Uh, I can buy six beers for the price of one. Exactly. We'll start, yeah. we'll start yes. there. So that that's definitely why the attendance is down, no doubt about it. But I also find it interesting that, you know, was it 3 million people? The attendance, except for this year for the Detroit Tigers, has been going up and up and up. And they broke that 3 million for the season mark. And it was like, ooh, big, you know, big whoop and this and that. Now it's like, it's the, it's the, it's the problem they ha- that any business has. Everybody expects growth constantly. Well, there's a certain point where you can't get any more growth. Yeah, I mean, the, you could argue the wings went through it in probably 2010. Isn't that when the, the sellout streak stopped? Yeah, and they've got a new one started up. But, I mean, still, just a lot of those, those quote-unquote sellouts are based on people having season tickets that just aren't there. That's how come, you know, you'll see a lot of times seats near the glass are empty and you know oh man there's no one there no that's those are season ticket holders that just didn't go to the game and couldn't find anyone to take the tickets off their hands well and not just that a lot of the lions and and all of those you know red wings and everything that are being sold out is by ford well you know that's why they lifted the blackout restrictions because local businesses got tired of having to buy two thousand to five thousand tickets to sell out a lions game so it could be shown on tv i mean i'm not even joking I'll tell you, the, the company I work for may or may not be associated with the Red Wings and the Tigers. You can tell when tickets are selling and tickets aren't. Because when tickets aren't selling, we're getting baseball and hockey tickets thrown at us 
every other fucking week. But when the tickets are selling, pff, you don't see dick. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> spot well, on, that, right there. Well, it, 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 in 2012, it's now campaign. 2012 is when the sellout streak stopped. When that when that sellout streak stopped, all of a sudden, hey, here's boss would be like, hey, here's four hockey tickets. Like, wow, haven't seen these ever in a decade. You know, and you just start doing the math. You know, what I first started in uh, 2000 or 2005. <laughs> Guess who was getting tiger ticks in store and had them literally every other fucking week? Yeah. Me. But, yeah, 2006, all of a sudden, hey, tiger tickets dried up. Dude, I had, I, had, I had two. Okay, I heard something. We lost Chris. We lost Chris. Okay, I'll give him a chance to call back. Come on. Realize that you're not on here. No, he just went to buy some tiger tickets. He'll be back. Yeah, hey, here we go. There he is. <laughs> okay. I've, been, I've been instituting the mute button when I talk, and I hit the wrong goddamn button. Me too. Okay, st- <laughs> okay so like I was saying, in 2005, I had two 40-game season ticket packages for Tigers. It was under $400. Try that now. That's, you can't that, do it. That, that'd be like the 10-game package. Yeah. <laughs> for the same seats. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, But, yeah, I just thought it was interesting because – uh, teams, I mean, I, you expect Dallas to be up there. Green Bay, Green Bay, the fucking people of Green Bay own the fucking team. So, you, you know, you expect them to support something that they own or are partial owners of. And, you know, the usual suspects, teams that are doing well up there, well, like the Rams to be in the top 10. I mean, let's be honest, L.A. fans aren't known to be the most loyal people. Like the, the whole What's joke of, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. What's going on with the Rams right now is probably akin to a new Taco Bell opening up. You know, it's something that, oh, hey, look, it's new, and we'll go to it for a minute. And, you know, as soon as they post their losing record this season, after Jared Goff crashes and burns, we'll get to that later, then they'll be back to, you know, probably why they left L.A. in the first place when, you know, you were seeing those half-empty stadiums back when I was little. And I have to believe that. And, you know, the Panthers, that's that's probably season ticket sales based on last year's performance. Definitely not based on this year's performance. Kansas City Chiefs, Kansas City. Earl, you can attest to this. They have a loyal fan base. Can't fuck with them. Extremely. You know. Well, no, you got is the Royals, you know. That's your alternative. You know, the Saints, pretty much the same thing. I mean, what what else do they have there in New Orleans? The Pelicans. Okay. <laughs> and then the Giants and the Jets that are, in, that just are, right. are in New York. So, I mean, you know, uh, what are you going to do? But, yeah, I, it just, it's interesting. And, and, I mean, like I said, I don't want to argue about something we can't prove because we're talking about 20 years in the future. But speculating is different than sitting here and debating it. I can imagine maybe, and this is counterintuitive, especially with what's going on now, that a lot of stadiums being built, if they, if they keep seeing declining attendance, but the ratings and and the money still coming in, I wouldn't be shocked if they if we start seeing smaller stadiums and venues. I, th- that wouldn't shock me to start seeing that in twenty years if the trend continues like it does. Because hey, you can't. I mean, look at the fucking look at the big house. Okay, that's U of M football, and what the where the Raiders play holds almost what. 100,000 people, and they have to block off the top fucking 
part of that stadium when the Raiders and the, and the A's play there because they can't sell. They, there's no way, and they don't want to. Sh- they don't want to show that many empty seats, so they put that green tarp over it. Again, you got to look at the economics of the people, dude. People in Oakland want to go. They want to go, especially this season. They can't afford it. Yeah, Oakland ain't exactly a hustling, bustling area. That's for damn sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I got. So do we want to do we want to touch on this uh, Joe McKnight situation or? Well, apparently, if you are an NFL player and you live in New Orleans, calm the fuck down when you drive your car. And this, and this kind of how the same way Will Smith got taken out. Yeah, kind of uh, the same way. Well, Will Smith, isn't there? There was like that story kind of fizzled out a lot more than I thought it would. But I mean, you know, putting on the tinfoil hat that we pass around like a party joint on this show. There was, there's also apparently there was an issue between him and the alleged murderer. That uh, you know, had bled over, and that was the reason why that happened. So maybe that's the reason it's not getting front page headlines nationally because they just don't want to. It is the NFL, and ultimately, no matter what we say, no matter what anyone says, the NFL is going to protect that shield at all costs. And if he was involved in some shady shit, the NFL really doesn't want to put that on front street. But from what I've seen from the articles I've read about this, and I've only read a couple. This seems like a road rage incident of some sort. Uh, a lady who, who requested not to be identified, which should tell you something right there, said she witnessed it. She was coming out of the store. She saw a man arguing with McKnight. McKnight trying to apologize to the man. The man cussed out McKnight, pulled out a gun, shot him, walked up to him, shot him again, said something, and ran off. And this was all after supposedly exchanging words after a traffic incident. So Hope it was worth it, buddy. You're going to be somebody's bitch for the next eh, couple decades. Hope it was worth it. Apparently the shooter is named Ronald Gasser. He's 54. Um, He relinquished his weapon to officers, was taken into custody, and is being questioned at the moment. Uh, they were declined comment on whether he'd be charged. Oh, he's got to be charged. Wait, you you shot somebody. There's witnesses. What do you mean he's not going to be charged? Well, they mean decline comment on whether or not. Sorry. That, I, just saying. That's what the article says. No, it's, it's, it's rhetorical. The, was it? Was it to you, Rich? It was rhetorical. And this is the latest one. That's why I pulled it up. So has to be charged. Would you say I accidentally pulled out my gun and shot him? And walked up and shot him again? I tripped? Oops. Starting to sound like a man story to a woman. It just happened. I tripped and boom. Yeah, we're back to trip, fell, landed on his dick. Yeah. Just slipped in some pussy. I don't know how that happened. Wasn't looking for it. It just was all over the place. Slipped on the floor. Ding! My bad. Sorry. It's crazy. The next thing I knew, I was inside of her. I don't remember what happened. Well, you know... The interesting thing about this is that McKnight was like what twenty eight years old. Uh, uh, the article doesn't say he wasn't that old of a of a guy. I mean, he you know he went to USC, played for four seasons in the NFL, played in the CFL. I mean, so it, it's not like this was a retired player into his you know forties, fifties, whatever. I mean. This is all reckless speculation from this point on, at least on my part. But, I mean, what the fuck is going on with players and this 
hyper-aggressive, I'm bulletproof attitude that some tend to exhibit when they're not on the field. I mean, I understand you have to play that way on the field, but doesn't real life kick in at some point and you realize that, oh yeah, just because I have to have the mentality of I'm an Iron Man on the field doesn't mean that that's going to fucking work. No, no. Well, first, first it sounds like, uh, before I say what I want to say, it does sound like Joe McKnight wasn't the aggressor. It sounds like he was trying to be cool. No, no. what it sounds like is that Joe might have been the aggressor until the man showed that he had a gun. Because you're only getting half-ass story of, of I mean, it's like us giving our, our half-ass opinions. You're getting a half of a story of a lady who came out and thinks she saw something. Okay? No, Rich, the answer to your question is no. When you're that big, you get paid that much money, No. You are entitled to the world, my friend. Uh, look at uh, anything. Um, Ray Lewis at a nightclub. Uh, Cam Newton driving his fucking four-wheel drive down a freeway. Everybody, you're so untouchable. You're so entitled that the world is, de- it's like Scarface. The world's yours. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Everybody is supposed to bow down to your ass. And the problem is... There's something someone can do about it. You can put a couple hot ones in your ass. Okay, but until that happens, okay, people like him, and we were talking about Will Smith, people that bench press that much weight and that work out that much, and I'm not saying, you know, supplements are involved or anything, but people that move that much weight and have that much money, their head isn't like you or me. It isn't rational. It isn't, okay, I'm in the real world. These people don't know who I am. Let me dial it down. No, I, it totally, I, I totally get that because we have a mutual friend who, back when Joey Harrington was playing, used to swear up and down that he beat Joey Harrington's ass to a pulp if you ever saw him in real life. And I said, dude, you are fucking retarded. Okay, you are a goddamn landscaper who smokes weed, smokes cigarettes, does other things, and this is a professional athlete who works out every day of his fucking life. As much as you think he's a bitch, he's in better shape. He's got muscles where you don't even have flab, motherfucker. Joey Harrington hadn't eaten a carb in a decade. You had three today. Yeah, he will stomp the shit out of you just, just based on pure muscle. And I'm like, you just don't get it. Like, I... Well, look at the WWE, okay? Even as fake as it is, there's fans that have rushed that ring. And there's and a video. Stupid. They are retarded because there's a video of uh, Triple H fighting uh, Stone Cold, okay? And a fan rushed the ring and started to beat the shit out of Stone Cold because he was supposed to be on his back, just took a bump from Hunter or whatever. And Hunter comes over and tears this man apart. And then security grabs him and tries to escort him out, but he's fucked up, like totally. Okay, that's that's the, the realism, is people see these people and they think, well, they can't be that bad. No, they are that bad. And the other problem is, is like I said, the, the people, you know, these athletes know they're that bad and demand a respect that just isn't going to ever be given. I am that bad. I do lift this much weight. I am this much of an athlete. I do have this much money. You're supposed to care, but we don't care. And it leads to something like this where McKnight was probably like, you stupid motherfucker, how come you can't drive? I'm going to kick your ass. And the guy was like, really? 
<laughs> Look at it. Listen to my little friend. And the next thing you know, the lady comes out the store. The argument finally over. McKnight's backing up. The guy finally does pull his gun to shut up McKnight. Pop, pop, pop. Game over. I think in some cases, I think you have two really dangerous mindsets working in tandem. I think the first one you got is you could argue with, with some of these guys. Might, might, might be something culturally from perhaps the neighborhood in which they grew up. Yeah, Rich, we said it before, the, the, the people that, like, you know, you put respect on my name, dog, those kind of people. But then, too, it's another thing we've talked about a lot on this show is they didn't all of a sudden just get good at sports. They've been probably at this point, by the time you make it to the pros, you've been probably having your ass kissed for a good decade. It's, it's, like, it's hot chick syndrome. All right? You know, chicks, you know, hot chicks up until, you know, about 30 or 35 think the world is great. Every, people just give you things. I walk out of the door, someone just hands me something every day. Like, yeah, and just in athletes. Just the first, like, just and the like first time chicks. you get told no, you have no idea how to fucking handle it. And I'm so and I'm so rich, they're just going to give it to me. You just walk up and grab them by the pussy. Oops. And athletes, just like the the beautiful people, and I would even I would even extend it to yes, I understand that hot chicks because we're guys, it's the way we. But I mean, even even the pretty boys out there get that to a certain extent. Because I've known a couple, and I'm just like, wow, dude, you you lived a charm life. You get away with murder compared to the shit that. I'd have to have fucking seven figures before the decimal point in my bank account to get away with what <laughs> did, you get away did, with. Did either of you guys ever watch 30 Rock? No. Oh, there, there, no was, uh-uh. there was a few episodes where Tina Fey dates John Hamm, and the whole gimmick behind it is he gets everything, and like he's fucking you know, a beautiful man, but the thing is, is he's dumb as shit. And she <laughs> learns in a couple episodes that he has had everything fucking handed to him throughout his whole life because he is good looking. Like he's talking about, he gives lessons to people at the tennis club because he's so good. And then she goes with him to play tennis. And he's fucking awful. He like <laughs> orders shit off the menu at restaurants that aren't even on the menu and they bring it to him anyways. Uh, he it's, it's the, but it's that kind of, Man, I, I wish I was in the studio because I'd at least play a clip of it. But yeah, it's that kind of mentality. It's like you could be the the world's been kissing your ass and telling you you've been good at things your whole life, and then once the reality sets in, once someone finally tells you no or something doesn't go your way, you don't know how to fucking handle it. And I think a situation like today with Joe McKnight, it could have been something like that. Someone told him to fuck off. And no one's ever told him to fuck off before because he's been a big, bad NFL player. And now we have what we have. That's well, what I, mean, I was saying. And you also got to remember, he, 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 I, I was right about in the ballpark with his age. He was just drafted in 2010 by the, in, into the NFL. His last, it, the last average, time he played was with the Chiefs in 2014. Was it average careers, three and a half years? Yeah, but I mean, he played for the CFL, so it sounds like maybe that he just... He he was a fourth round he was a fourth round draft pick. He had a thousand yards in his senior year at USC. Sounds to me like he was just a and coming from me, I mean it's a joke, ha ha ha, because I'm so ridiculously fat and out of shape. But I mean, 
it sounds like he was just an average fucking football player, you know? Okay, okay, but here's the thing, Rich. Even with the average football player, I had recently uh, had an encounter here in Wichita. Uh, do you guys know who John Randall is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Used to play for, um... oh, shit. Didn't he used to play for the Vikings? Dallas. Dallas. He was the Dallas running back. Okay. Oh, I'm th- okay. I'm thinking of somebody else then. Well, Sorry. he he no, not not on no, not that no, not that Randall. Um, but he was a he was the Dallas Cowboys running back. He thought he was big shit. He's from Wichita. Uh, he comes home all the time. Well, he likes to gamble, so he ends up at a casino called the Kansas Star. And he thinks the world owes him something. The Kansas Stars should bow down because they got an NFL player in there. And he got into a whole bunch of shit, ended up trying to take on our security, got hurt, got arrested, and he's no longer the Dallas Cowboys running back. They got Elliot. <laughs> well, I mean, that does happen. I mean, that, it was But even when he was playing, though, he was, he was a half-ass player. Because they also had the uh, former Oakland running back, uh, what's his name? McFadden. Yeah, Darren McFadden. Yeah, Randall. He was also he was backing up DeMarco Murray too. Right. So he, he's like you said an average quote player, but they get this mystique. They they need to start holding classes, and I'm not kidding because this has been a problem for a lot of people, a lot of professional athletes. Cam Newton. Uh, I could do this all day. Cam Newton, Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, fucking LeBron James. He got butt sore, and all of a sudden he comes on and loses everything. No respect for you know the best coach in the fucking NBA ever. Yeah, this has become a problem with professional athletes everywhere across sports and professional sports. It's this this mystique of I am the man. Without me, this team fails. Okay, everybody in the city needs to bow down, kiss the ground I walk on. No, that's not the way life works. You don't get out of college and get paid all this money, and all of a sudden, ever you know, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. We also, have Earl, to think- I, I agree yep. with you, but I'm not defending him. But if you've been told you're the man for the last 15 years, you're going to think you're the man. I'm just, it, it, it's it's a deeper issue. It, it's. I'm saying the the whole blame doesn't fall at their feet. The people who've been surrounding them for the last decade and a half are definitely feeding that too. When you get drafted into professional sports, they have a class about, um, you know, sex and, and violence and everything else that rookies and professional athletes get involved in scandals, all kinds of shit. They, they do. They have a class for that. They also need to institute a class about how to conduct yourself outside of the profession. They when do. You go, when, no, they don't. Yes, they do, dude. We played the fucking video, the audio of it. When Chris Carter, was it Chris Carter? They got called out. Yeah, get, get yourself a fall guy. Yeah, he says, you got an entourage. You're going to have to have someone in your crew who, if someone fucks up, he's going to he's the one that's going to do the time. And you take care of him when he's in. So you put his money in his commissary, and when he gets out, you take care of him. Dude, we played the fucking audio. It was on the NFL website. It was a story two years ago. They have this. Herm Edwards gives the fucking speech. He said because he his famous thing is I got the rule of one. If you're a rookie in the NFL, you need one of everything: 
one girlfriend or one wife, not one of each, one car, one piece of jewelry, not the Mr. T starter kit. You know, I mean, he runs through the whole list, one house. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is, they don't listen. The pro- Listen, a lot of the problem is these guys have been the best athletes from the moment, a lot of these guys at least, they, they first started playing. They've been, the sta- at least if they weren't the best on the team, they were the standout ones who had the most potential. And they've been groomed. And usually when you are the best athlete on a team like that, on teams like that, you are used to winning all the time. And then you go to college. And if you go to a college who's a, a football factory or, or in contention for a national championship or, or constantly ranked in the top 25, you're going to win more than you lose. Then you get drafted. And usually, who's drafting first? Teams that fucking suck. So then you get stuck on teams like, oh, I don't know, the Lions, okay, or the Cleveland Browns. Unless, unless your last name is Manning, then you just pitch a fit and you get traded. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's, Elway did it too. Can, can we also say that a lot of this has to do with millennials? I mean, seriously, kind of, a little bit. But it's not just millennials. It's it's the attitude of I've been I've been winning and I've been getting patted on the back and I've never right. had to get used to how to I've never had to get used to to losing because I've never done a whole lot of it. And then right, you get, but, but you I, say I, that I, I'm defending the millennials. I can't believe it right now. But this has been going on since before millennials. Man, it used to be it, at least I think about a decade ago. It was more prevalent in maybe like basketball. You know now it's. It it's tend to it's bled over into football. No, I, I can't. I can't think of anybody from nineteen eighty through two thousand that would remind me of the way the athletes act today. Not one. Uh, Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was a freak. He didn't get on the the fucking news and cry and bitch and say I have no respect for the greatest uh, coach ever. He got on the news for a whole bunch of other reasons. Well, yeah, because he was a fucking freak. No, but we're talking about the attitude of I'm big and I'm bad and right. everyone should bow down. Dude, that's been going on in sports. It's been going on since the Gladiator days, dude. Yeah. But, they, but listen, they do that on TV. They do it in the game. They do it in press conferences. But when they're out on the street, they don't do that. I can think of a whole team, more players than not, who did that back in the 80s. It's called the 1980s Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, and then which would lead us into the 1990s Dallas Cowboys. No, guys, you're, you're talking about people that were big and bad on the field and in press conferences. When they went to a store or uh, to a restaurant dude, or no. out on the fucking freeway. Can, can, dude, can we just agree to disagree here? No, look, dude, look, here's the deal. Okay, this ain't even opinion. This is facts. You can look up the records the police records of those guys from the 1980s fucking University of Miami teams. Those guys were bad boys, and they liked being bad boys. They said so in their own documentary. They bragged about brawling with teams, the opposing team at strip clubs the night before a game. Again, Rich, that's that's part of that being a game. But show me one news story, one factual news story. How is that? That's not on the field. No, it, no, it's not. That's that is what we're talking about. That is them acting like idiots off the field. No, it's not. That's part of a rivalry, what? fighting other teams. In show me strip one club. Fact. Wait a minute. No, in the oh, strip show. club, in public, 
Whether or not one factual news story where one professional athlete was out on a freeway or out in public arguing with another guy and got shot. Because I could show you a handful right now in the 2000s of professional athletes that have been shot. Earl, you're moving the goalposts again. I'm not moving. I thought we were talking about conduct off the field. Now we're talking about just a specific incident of someone running their mouth and getting shot. I'm talking about what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm not talking about the Hurricanes fighting an opposing team in a strip club. I'm talking about uh, Adama Kinsu going out into the field, off the field, okay, out onto a fucking I-94 and getting into a brawl with Joe Schmo. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley in the nineteen in the in the early nineteen nineties put a guy put a guy through a plate glass window at a bar because the guy fucked with him. Bob Probert used to have people fuck with him in public and pick fights with him and he beat the shit out of him. Same thing with Darren McCarty. Okay, and Probert goes back to the eighties, McCarty goes back to the early nineties. McCarty, also number twenty five. And Earl, what's the difference between Getting in a fight on the freeway or getting in a fight in a strip club. You're getting just as arrested. No, you are, but there's different reasons for it. You're fighting an opposing well, it's team. Assault and battery. Either, no, yeah. it's, it's going to be assault and battery. Either one. You punch a stranger on the no, freeway no, 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 no. or stop, the opposing stop, stop. cornerback in the club, it's still going to be assault and battery. You're, you're, the you're same right. Charge. You're right, but it's for a different reason. One. No, it's not. It is. It is. It's a different mindset. I'm it's punching. all hubris. I'm punching. It's all, it's all the no. male fucking ego. It's all, let's just pull them out. Okay, and see which we can go with that. We can go with that. Definitely. I will definitely agree with you there. It is definitely a male ego. But to fight an opposing team is not the same thing as a fighting a Joe Smo. John Q. Public yeah. is not the same thing as an opposing team. Misconduct is misconduct, man. Like, do you have, you apparently have, you have classifications of misconduct? It's, okay, no, no, no. They're getting, the, better, they're getting the same better, level of arrested. It doesn't matter the circumstances. I have a better understanding of them fighting an opposing team in a strip club than a guy out on a fucking freeway Okay, that nobody's um, what, ever heard of till now. That, okay, now what about, once again, going back to the U, them guys bragging about in a documentary, putting on ski masks, going through the student and faculty parking lot, breaking into cars, stealing radios, and selling them and shit, carrying guns, selling drugs. They one of them even flat out says, "I look, I had, I had, I had a baby. I had a three-year-old son by the time I got into into college. I was going to eat by any means necessary. That now that was his rationale for what he did, right or wrong, whatever. He was out there committing felonies that he was admitting to because the statutes of limitations have been up on him. This was in the early and mid '80s, man." The, you're, you, you're just arguing because you don't want to be wrong. That's it. Has nothing to do with right or wrong, Rich. Has nothing no, you're, to do with it. Yes, because you are wrong. The facts have proved you wrong. We've done it here for 30 minutes now. And you just will not go, you're right. You won't no, do it. No, I did say he was right. It's definitely a cock measure. It's, it's male, you know, ego. Absolutely is. But there is a difference Okay, when you're fighting an opposing team in a in a strip club, to John Q. Public on a freeway, is there? Can, okay, can so you tell how the come, cop that? Then, hey, okay, hold on a second. Hey, officer, so how come don't you, worry. Come, it's just a fight in a strip club. This isn't the same. Okay, so how come you've 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 glossed over my examples I've given you of players from the '80s and '90s who were doing this shit, who were fighting other players on a strip club? You didn't you didn't challenge me on the Bob Probert beating guys' asses in bars. You didn't challenge me on the 
whole fucking Darren McCarty doing things. And these are from their own biographies that they wrote. These are their own fucking words. Okay, they have police records you can go look up on this shit. All right, Rich, you're right. All right, well, let's talk about the NFL this weekend. First of all, my one question is, is Brandon Cooks fucking Mrs. Drew Brees? Because Drew Brees was handing out touchdowns like Oprah, and he didn't even get a look. It was, it was that kind of weekend. Full of what the fuckings, I'm telling you. Yeah, th- thanks for the big zero you gave me, Cooks. Oh, thank you also for the big zero you gave me, Ebron. Fucking asshole. But, I mean, we're getting down to it. It's already, we're going into week 13 already. Good lord. But, uh, you smell that? That's the playoffs. They're on the way. And our playoffs? Own, our, own Detroit, playoffs? Our, our own Detroit Lions, as of right now, they're what? They're, they're two games up right now. Because we're recording this uh, Thursday Night Football just ended. For the record, we all picked the Cowboys before it started because we wanted it to be on the up and up. So we're all yeah, we should have a record of that. Yes. And yeah, Cowboys won 17 to 15. So uh, do we do we talk about the weekend or do we talk about who do we think's legit here? Who do we think's really going to make it? I'll leave it up to you guys. Well, I mean, as far as, as, as far as who's legit, I think it's more interesting to hear the, the quote-unquote professional four-letter network and Fox Sports guys, paid talking heads, uh, talk about how they don't think the Raiders are for real and they don't think the Dallas Cowboys are for real. Uh, you, you only have three more weeks for them to not... At, at some point, it's going to become a math game, gentlemen. No, 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 no. What, what, what those people are talking about, it's not that they're for real. It's who's going to survive in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, people are saying, like, in the division, the Lions are for real. The Lions are the shit. But when they get to the playoffs, they, they ain't going to amount to nothing because they're not that good. Well, I mean, for starters, at some point, they're going to have to play Dallas. And I don't see them. Well, they're going to have to play Dallas before the season ends. Yeah, so they do we, not have an easy schedule from here on out. Yeah, that's. I I could see us going fucking uh, seven and nine with what we have left here. We got the Giants, we got the Cowboys, we got Green Bay again. Who else? We got one more time with Chicago, right? And New Orleans this week, I think. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans. Or no, yes, we already did our two Chicago's, but that's fucking yeah. It. it if the Lions are going to prove they're for real, it's going to be over this next month. Straight up with onions. See, I don't know. I To me, if the Lions make the playoffs, I'm, I don't care. I don't care if they're – right now they're a number three seed. I don't care if they're a number one seed overall in the conference. Win a game. I'm not picking them, I'm not picking them until they do that. Yeah. I, it's, just like, it's just like I said last week when I picked Ohio State over Michigan. Until Michigan wins that game, I'm not convinced they can do it. I, well, I it's, just, it's just like history shows us. Your regular season record don't mean dick. I, th- throughout any professional sports, that's been true. Last year with the, with the Golden State Warriors, broke the Chicago Bulls winning record for the season. Woo-hoo. What happened in the finals? Win seven games, you lost. After having a 3-1 lead in the finals. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean a thing. Okay, my problem here is is the talking heads that Rich is talking about is still latching on to to people like you know Denver. Denver is still going to be it. I'm sorry, they don't have the offense they had when they had Peyton Manning. No, but they still have the defense, 
That's, they have they have a small portion of their defense. It's been winning them games, man. It yeah, has. But no, when will, does that run out, though? I mean, when you go up against something like Tom Brady and the Belichick system, what good is your one part small? You know, you got Miller, woohoo, and okay, on the other side, you got Demarcus Ware. I will say this. I will say this. Uh, one of the one of the gentlemen that I'm that I'm referring to, who says that Oakland and uh, Dallas aren't for real, and he still and he is carrying the flag and the torch for the Pats. He did say that, but that was before it came out that Gronk is going in for back surgery and he's out for the rest of the season. Is that going to make that big of a difference? Will it change his mind? Of course not, because to reverse to guys like him to reverse himself is worse than like being castrated. Okay, because that's what he does. It, it's Stephen A. Smith, basically. I mean, he even but, went so far as he even went so far as to to make a bit of eating snacks while Max uh, Kellerman, his new sparring partner, was explaining why the Dallas Cowboys are for real. Like, just to totally ignore him and be like, oh, boy, these chips are good. Why, he, why he's sitting there, why, you know, his co-host is sitting there making a point. So it's a shtick, it's a bit, I get it. But, if I mean, at some point, there has to be a little bit of a grain of truth in what he's saying, that he believes this shit. Well, I'm kind of with him. I don't think Gronk. Being out for the rest of the season's gonna he he's been with them sporadically all year and they're still winning. I don't I don't think. Oh no, I, I was just saying that he's gonna he hurt their chances. chances. Yeah, he made this, but this was when before he knew Gronk was out. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it changed his mind. That's that's what I'm getting at. But I mean, okay, look look, look at Dallas's schedule. Has, has Dallas played people that should have beat them that they've won the game? I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, how can you say a team's not for real? Go back well, at and this point. Yeah, their schedule, it's their their record speaks for itself. Go back and look at uh uh the, the uh, two thousand eight Super Bowl or two thousand seven season, and the last game of the season between for the Patriots was the Giants. And Rodney Harrison himself said when they played the Giants, the Giants weren't scared of them. He said that's the first team we played all fucking season that weren't scared of us. And we did not want to see them again in the playoffs because we knew it'd be for the fucking for for all the marbles. And sure as shit. What happened? They played him. And he was like, they never once backed down. They never once were scared of us on that field like other teams were. I mean, so there has to be something for, okay, I understand your record don't mean shit once you get into a one-and-done playoff situation. But there's also teams that can back into the playoffs. And there's teams that actually can get into the playoffs. And they aren't scared of anybody they play. It's just the mentality they have and the, and the, and the, the swagger they carry about them. And I think that's the Raiders. I agree with you. I think anyone who says that the Raiders aren't for fucking real this season is is fooling themselves. I think they're for real, but I think they're not gonna. If they got to play the Patriots in the playoffs, they're done. Because while their offense has been super good this year, Oakland's problem is their defense. They've let a lot of points score this year. Mm. There's been a, there's there's been a there's been a few there's been more than one fourth quarter comeback for Mr. Derek Carr. Well, speaking of fourth quarter comebacks, I mean, you know, Mr. Clutch <laughs> looking at, yeah, looking at, looking at, at, you know, the, the lions in the NFC North. I mean, is he, is, is, is Stafford, if he gets, if the lions put themselves in a situation where they need a fourth quarter comeback, I mean, is he going to fucking fold under the pressure? Do you guys think he has it in him to, to actually no. rise to the occasion? No, I, I totally believe that if they keep playing that way, we're going to lose. Because it is, as one sportscaster said, you know, playing with fire. 
you're going to mess around and you're going to get burned eventually. It's going to happen. You can't keep going into the fourth quarter losing every single game and depend on Matthew Stafford and the offense to bail you out. At some point, somebody's going to drop a ball. Somebody's not going to make the extra a yard you need. The kicker's going to miss eventually. I mean, it's, it is playing with fire, and if you do it long enough, you're going to get burnt. There's no doubt in my mind. If they don't start playing the way they play in the fourth quarter throughout the game, it, it, it's curtains. And it's a shame, but that's just what it's going to be. Well, you know, I have heard an opinion that it's like, okay, the Lions' first drive of the game in the last five minutes of the game is when they play their best. And the rest of the, you know, the, the, the second and third quarter, it's almost like they play either down to or up to the other team, but they can never play better than the other team during those two quarters. I've heard it compared to the rope-a-dope. Let them fucking just slug themselves out. Let them run, let them hit, let them run, let them hit, let them run, let them hit. Okay, fourth quarter, my gas. turn. Yeah, just gas them. I mean, if you're running a two-minute drill and you're winning more times than not, there's something to be said for that. Conditioning does play a factor at a certain point. I mean, how many teams, do you remember back in the day when Kelly would run his no-huddle offense? It was amazing, you know, when teams would start getting gassed, how many injuries would happen just so there could be a timeout. I mean, that was one of the things that <laughs> on the documentary about them that they pointed out. <laughs> and well, I backed was, it up with footage, which was pretty uh, funny. If you, if you watch, I think, the last five Lions games, that's exactly what happened. We've lost, we've been losing in the fourth quarter for the past five fucking games. And it really does look like kind of a rope-a-dope. We go out there with offense. We go out there with defense. We're, we're given kind of, of performance. Like you said, Rich, we play up to the level of, of who, or down to the level of who we're playing. Let them run, and yeah, maybe we'll tackle them. Yeah, maybe we'll swat the ball. Yeah. For, fourth quarter, the other team's like, yeah, we're up. Good, because I'm beat. I'm going to go take a nap. And then the Lions come out and go, okay, my turn. Kind of like um, the Redskins, the Redskins game. You know, I make fun of them, but, you know, their quarterback grabbed the ball, ran it 20 yards. Oh, he's got the winning touchdown. You like that? You like that? How you like me now? And Matt Stafford was like, you're cute, little buddy. Sit down. And then showed him that with, him, with a minute and six seconds left, he can march down the field and score. So, I mean... It is kind of a rope-a-dope, so if, they, if that's what they're doing, maybe they're not playing with fire. Maybe they're playing very smart and holding their best efforts till the end of the game. However, if that's not what they're doing and they're really trying and they're just coming up short till the fourth quarter, that's playing with fire. And, I mean, at that point, only Jim Caldwell and the team will know what they're doing. It's one or the other because you, you, you can't go to every game losing the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter and, and ask for your offense, hey, could, could you play a little bit better now because we're going to lose if you don't. So either you're playing with fire or you're doing a rope-a-dope. Either way, they're winning. Well, I mean, Lions, like I said, you, you got to show me, prove it to me. You know, that's, that's, that's how I feel about them. I mean, they, My got only the Saints, hope- they got the Saints. Chris, you were right. They do have the Bears after the Saints. Then they're at the Giants and at the Cowboys. Those are two road games. They could very well lose. Absolutely. And my only hope is that if they do make the playoffs, that Stafford does actually have some experience behind him now. 
you know, he's been to the playoffs twice. Lost twice, but, you know, my only glimmer of hope is maybe third time's a charm and he won't, you know, the maybe, you know, maturity and some leadership will kick in it. But who well, the man, fuck I knows? Keep, I keep hearing from the talking heads, you know, the E-word getting thrown out attached to his name. And I'm just like, okay. And one, <laughs> guy's, one guy said something to make his case for calling Stafford an elite quarterback that I was, I was like, okay, finally I've heard someone bring up a point that I can, I can agree with and I can see where he's coming from with that. And he goes, when Stafford had Megatron, a lot of people thought Stafford's stats are only as good as they are and Stafford is only as good as he is because of who he's throwing to. Now he's really throwing to what? We have went through this before. Who is the number one receiver? There really or isn't one. Exactly. He's making those receivers good. He's made, he is, his stats are his stats, not because he's throwing to a freak in nature down the field. And when he said that, I was like, okay, I don't agree that he's elite, but I can see where that would instill confidence in him. No, no, no. No, I, I think he is kind of elite. Because of what you just said, the sportscaster said, because I was thinking the same thing, but also he doesn't have a grade A offensive line, Okay. He doesn't have a fabulous running back behind him. And he's still winning games. He's still making his completions. Oh, come on. You don't think Abdullah is the second coming of Jim Brown? Really? <laughs> In my book, you are not elite unless you win a playoff game or a championship. And, and, there is, and there's the rub, as it is. You know, what, How do you define elite? Does he have to win a championship? Does he have to win a playoff game? Yes. Okay. Because, see, that was the argument I had. With fucking uh, Baldy on fucking Monday Night Football trying to tell everybody how to play. Tim Hasselbeck. Get off my television screen. You have Super Bowl winning quarterbacks next to you. Leave. You do not belong there. Get off a of sports center. Go find a day job. Coach somewhere. I don't know. Don't, go do don't, something else. Well, that's just your opinion. I'm sure this. He wouldn't be on that TV if people didn't watch. Just saying. ESPN would not continue to, to funnel money. ESPN would not continue to funnel money into someone who's getting no ratings. They need to turn a profit. Just uh, and, and, and I'm just going to say, not only ratings, because it is Monday Night Football, people are going to watch, but here's the deal. If it was universal hatred for him, think back to when Dennis Miller was on Monday Night Football. How long did that crew last in the booth? Six weeks, maybe. So, obviously, he's either meh in most people's minds, or he's good enough to where he's not a distraction. I don't, know how Joe, I, I don't know how Joe Buck still fucking announces World Series games, but that's just me. Like, yeah, same here. I think Joe Buck blows, but Fox obviously doesn't. So what the fuck do I know? And a <laughs> that's lot of how people, I look at it. A lot of people like him, and I'm like, what do you like about him? Talk about low energy, and we'll see you tomorrow night. That's it. That's all you got? Ripping off his dad? <laughs> and well, if anybody's allowed, I guess it's the son, but... <laughs> I, but let's be real. The, the commentators of these sports, you know, like Joe Buck, Steve Miller, Tim Asbeck, it, it doesn't matter. You're not watching Steve it. Steve Miller? You, <laughs> right. Right. Okay, whatever. But you're not watching it for the fucking you commentators. Up. You're watching it because of the game. I, I would make... I would make the argument that there's very few... There's very few play-by-play and color guys that people would tune into a game who had no intention of watching a game based on them. They're very few and far between. And I would even say it's less nowadays than it used to be. 
Oh, very much so. But, I mean, again, I could sit there and watch Al Michaels talk all day. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Back in the day, like, it meant something if you had a Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football. If you were listening to, you know, we, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. You know, Vin Scully calling a World Series game, even though it might not be the Dodgers. You know, it, it's there was something about it, you know. But I, to me, it's just eh. a lot of these guys are just like, eh, they're, it's like a 40 degree day, 30 degrees. People are bitching 50 degrees. People are barbecuing 40 degrees. No one remembers exactly. so many 40 degree days, man. And so, so. that, you know, that's what I'm saying about Tim. And, and that's where Chris, you're putting Matt Stafford. It's just meh because he hasn't won anything. Yeah. He has yeah, to have it's a, it's a whole team effort. He's a whole team effort to win a playoff game and a championship. Okay. So, so what are you saying about what are you saying about Megatron? He was meh. Quarterback runs the offense. Yes. We have got to be shooting. And Barry Sanders, meh. In the grand scheme of things, yes, you did shit during the regular season, but you're not going to be mentioned. You're not going to be mentioned. In, Adrian Peterson's going to end up in the same boat. The guys who were good, but you weren't great. I'm not going all that far. Wow. Okay. Because you can put I, I for for because if you don't win, that shit fades. Dan Marino's probably remembered more now yes. for Ace Ventura than he was for when he played. This isn't the NBA where Michael Jordan can lead four other guys to a championship. You have eleven guys on the field versus eleven other guys. That's a lot of responsibility for a lot of fucking people, man. Here's here's how Some I look guy at it. You can't lead ten other people. You can't do that. Here's how I look at it, and I think most people who who watch football understand what I'm about to say, whether they agree with it or not. As the quarterback of the team, you get all the glory when they win, when they win. So you get all the blame when they lose. The only person that's going to get more blame than a quarterback is the head coach. Right. The coach is is the one that should get all the blame and all the glory. But we, but we all know is, he's the one who's actually leading 11 people. I understand that. I understand that. But right or wrong, a lot of people look at quarterbacks that way. That's how come the star quarterback is, you know, a cliche in every fucking teen movie. You know, oh, she's dating the star quarterback, you know. And she's not dating the star middle linebacker, even though he fucking directs the defense on the field and calls audibles, you know. Hey, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now, because in your beloved Tampa Bay, it was all about the defense. It was in Damakasu, <laughs> Warren Sapp. It was Warren Sapp. I was speaking of, Rich, that. are you slathered in red and black body paint after last week? No. Oh my good hell! What the fuckings? No, because it's it's just it's it's like it's like watching a Detroit Tigers game. They they you know Verlander goes out. He he gives up two runs. He goes nine innings, one hundred and thirty pitches, and three hits, two runs on three hits, one walk or something like that, and they score one run. And then the next next game, the pitcher goes out, gives you know gives up five runs in five innings, and they score fifteen runs in run support for him. I don't care about all those sacks. Why don't you spread that shit out? Save that shit for some, <laughs> for some other teams. <laughs> Try to get more than just one impressive win a season, okay? Don't get me wrong. I'm happy they won, but let me, well, also the, let me we, see it do it consistently. Well, to, well, to, to, uh, I'll put this out there. 
the whole Legion of Boom not on the field for the first time in quite a while, possibly ever, for that game. What the hell was that about? Seriously. But anyways, just just to wrap up the Matt Stafford thing, I really think, honestly, here's my problem. If they make the playoffs, I don't care how they get in there. They have to win a playoff game. I don't care what anybody says at this point. This is a fucking mental block for this fucking team. This is a this is the culture of the Detroit Lions. One playoff win in 60 years. That is that is in the back of every fucking player's mind. And if you don't think that plays on players' minds, talk to players like, oh, I don't know, Willie Stargell. Or not Willie Stargell, uh, Ernie Banks. Talk to players like Carl Yastrzemski, who played some of the best players to ever lace up, but played for teams that had that in the back of their head. And they fucked themselves and tripped over their own feet. For so many years. <laughs> Thurman Thomas. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. If he leads them, because I think Stafford, deservedly or not, has a lot more confidence than people in Detroit give him credit for. I think he is a confident quarterback. I think he goes out there and he thinks he can win every game he plays. I don't think he's the type of, of, of football player who looks at the schedule and goes, well, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win, that's a loss. He goes, no, these are all wins. Until we don't win the game. And then we have to play better. I think he's that type of, which is my opinion, that type of player. Well, his performance has backed you up. You know, he does it one week with a minute and six seconds. He does it another week with 25 seconds. Uh, I got to kind of buy into it. And, I mean, yeah, but the Dallas Cowboys aren't going to give you that chance. The New ah, Orleans stop, Patriots stop. aren't you can't going do that. to give you that chance. You got, you got to stop there because the Dallas Cowboys weren't even a talk that you and I are having when Romo and everybody else was their quarterback. No, I'm talking now, this you season. Come, I'm talking about this season. If you now, go to the playoffs okay, this okay, year. Okay, but I'm talking about elite quarterbacks, okay? When you come to the talk of is it the system or the person, obviously in Dallas it's the person. And it's two people, Zeke and Dak. Now, I've proven to you in places like the Patriots, it's not Tom Brady. Okay, it, it's not Gronk. It is the system. Because without draft picks, without Tom, without Gronk, they still were winning. So it's not just them. Okay. Now in here in Detroit, it's not just Megatron. As Rich has said, he's gone, and Stafford's still getting his stats, still making his throws, still carrying the team to victory with however many seconds left on the clock. To me, that's elite. Playoff or not, that's eleven people that have to be responsible the entire season, playoffs included. And if they're not, they're not going to win. If they are, they're going to win. However, that does not take away from the fact that Matthew Stafford has, in my opinion, reached an elite status because of his will and his play. No way. Beat, beat good teams. Beat the Patriots. That's, a th- that's the other thing, too, though. He has beat their- good teams. Who, who's, who, who did we beat this year that's worth the shit now? That's in week 13. Who have we beat this year? Philadelphia? Uh, do you look at their record? They have a losing record right now. Well, who cares? They're at the top of their division. Oh, really? They used to be. Really? We're doing this? Top, they're, 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 they have a losing record right now. No, they're at the bottom of their division, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we want to go through the... Do we want to go through Lions' schedule? And what about the Vikings? We caught them on. We caught them after they'd been deep. We caught them on a downslide. 
What if they lost like five out of the last six weeks? Chris, Chris, you're becoming the Iceman. You're moving the goalposts, fucker. No, I'm asking you questions. I'm saying, tell me who the Lions have beat this year. That's any good the right best, now. The best team they've beat as far as you, as far as their standings is the Texans. And yeah, they're six and five. They're tied. Yeah. With, they're tied the, with the Titans. The best well, we, team wait, they've wait, beat wait, this wait. year is one game over 500. Now we, you have yes, you, so you have the, the Giants coming up. You have the you have the fucking Cowboys coming up. Stop. We beat the Texans. You, beat the no, 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 no. They didn't. Excuse me. They didn't beat the Texans. They lost to the Texans. Excuse me. Oh, the, yeah, I'm we, sorry. Correct. You said who? You said you said who have we played? That's what I. That's what I meant. Who have we played? We, it, I misspoke. My bad. What about it, the Redskins? You like that? Come on. Yeah, a team who is barely over five hundred again, dude. Ninety percent of the league is barely over five hundred. Like we're supposed to be impressed that you beat the team that backed into the playoffs last year at seven and nine. Oh come on, Chris! Stop. Ninety percent of the league is barely over five hundred. It's a competitive league this year, and Lions are on top of their division because of Matthew Stafford. You gotta quit at some point. The Giants aren't going to give you that last second chance. The Cowboys aren't going to give you that last second chance. The Saints. Everyone thinks this Sunday's in the bag. No, it's fucking not. If you've been watching how Drew Brees has been playing for the last month, you should be very fucking scared about Sunday and our lack of a secondary. They've still only won one road game this year. They lost. Yeah. To the, they, they lost to the Bears. At, Elite quarterbacks Chicago. win on the road. All right, man. I'm just. I, 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 I'm, can't, I can't bow to this one. I, I, I have to. I have to stand on this one. Ninety percent of the league is barely over five hundred, so you can't say who did you beat. We beat who we beat. No, I got you, and you're you are the resident homer on the show. If this was, we were talking about, about if, being a homer, though, if you were, we were talking about any other team, you'd be agreeing with Chris. Come on, man. No, I'm telling you, you got the Pats and the Cowboys. The eleven and one and nine and two. The Raiders are nine and two. The Giants are eight yeah, and three. Eight and three. And Don't look Lions. now. Kansas City is fucking eight and three. Right. You got four out of thirty-two teams, Doug. That's ninety percent. No. What? No. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is that of those four teams we just named, they got to play two of those on the road the last two weeks. All right. So, so we're going to test our strength. Exactly. Okay. And, and, and I don't I'm think not, it's going to go as well as as you think it is. I'm not. I I'm think not, it's going to go as bad as you think it is. I'm not. Hey, look, I'm not all on board with Chris, but I'm not all on board with you. To me, one game at a time, and this road game in New Orleans is going to tell us a lot about this Lions team. Oh, 100%. If we're talking about the Lions team, 100% correct. If we're talking about Matthew Stafford, he's shown who he is. He has defined who he is this season. Yeah, he does a quarterback who can't win on the road or in the playoffs. You're absolutely right. He doesn't have a, a star standout player that he's using to pad his stats, but yet he's still making them. He's still leading the team to victory with under a minute. I'm sorry. To me, that's elite. To go it's not. Out, I'm, well, okay then. To go out there with a whole bunch of fucking weapons and a whole bunch of money that you've overspent to pad your fucking team so that you're able to win the playoff games and, and make the championships, that to me is not a fucking elite quarterback. That, to me, is being catered to. Having a good season does not make you an elite quarterback. Are you it's just a good season. Having, having one good season does oh. not make you an elite quarterback. Having two, 
if you you could argue that the Titans, Stafford's had three good seasons because we went to the playoffs or twice, and it looks like we may go this year. How far back are you going to move this goalpost, Iceman? I'm just wondering. Well, I, we're talking about Matt Stafford, right? I'm still talking about Matt Stafford. Okay, and I'm telling you that as a quarterback, he has shown who he is, and he is an elite quarterback. No, what, what is your basis for elite? Because he does the job, man. Just because so, the so, so what, am I elite? other side of the ball can't stop the fucking people from scoring. So are you elite at work because you just show up and do your job? I, I'm definitely not the employee you of the year. But I'm, not, I'm not an employee of the year, but I'm not the first one to be let go when shit gets slow. You become elite when you go above and beyond, man. He has not gone beyond above and beyond. At this point, How he's much just living. How much above and beyond do you want him to go? Win in the playoffs. Oh, my God, dude. 11 fucking people, 22 total, that have to combine to make that happen. Get us beyond That's not the one person deal. Get us beyond being the St. Louis Blues of the NFL where we're just first-round fodder when we do make the playoffs. 22 people, 23 including the head coach, have to make that happen. You can't pin that on one guy. Okay, well, hold on a sec. Let's, let's, let's change so, gears for a second. And I'll say the same thing to you with the win. He didn't win it all by himself either, if we want to use that logic. I 100% agree with you. 100%. Okay, so... Ten, ten so, other guys helping you out don't make you elite. So let's talk about someone who, who I would hope we would all agree, if not elite, is at the top of the heap as far as current current tight ends playing right now. An interesting stat just come out of this, this game that happened tonight. Jason Winton just had his first catchless game since November 2nd, 2008. Damn. Okay, to give you an idea, 2008, that the last game he had that he went catchless, Terrell Owens, Marion Barber, Brad Johnson, and Roy Williams were on the Cowboys. Damn. Burris, Amani Toomer, Sonoris Rice, and Brandon Jacobs were on the Giants. <laughs> okay, say what you want. That motherfucker has, I think, quietly put together a Hall of Fame career. I don't know why. It, maybe it's because he's not like Gronk as far as out, you know, outgoing extrovert personality. He doesn't have that that Kellen Winslow Senior moment where he had to be carried off the field for, with heat exhaustion after whatever. He's just been steady for the better part of a decade in a game that chews up people and spits them out. So, and 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 I totally agree with you. Jason Witten is definitely a Hall of Famer. In my mind, he is in the exact same category as Matt Stafford. Well, I mean, what he's told to do, what he has to do with what he has on his team. Jason Witten has lost a lot of great players, you named a couple, throughout the years, but yet has maintained his stability, maintained his health, got out there, did the job. I just, I mean, I know that he's he's not ignored as far as the national media goes, but I just think he's one of those guys that he's so good at what he does that he gets lost in the shuffle for whatever reason. Maybe because no, tight end is no. maybe because Rich. tight end isn't isn't a isn't a flashy. It's getting it, to be, but it, it, it's historically not been a flashy position to play. He's so good at what he does, and he's so consistent at what he does that there's nothing that surprises anybody to make a headline about, okay? It's a headline that he's catchless since 2008. We could say that. But stuff like Romo being replaced by Dak, that's going to make headlines. The the performance that Dak Prescott is making, 
is total what the fuckings. Followed up by his running back, Zeke. Are you kidding me? Once again, definitely overshadowed. Tell these two that these rookies aren't supposed to be this good this early in their career. But Jason Witten is even keel. He does what he does. He does it to the best of his ability and to the best of his position. Okay, there's no headlines there. Everybody knows that he does that. The, the, t- we've they've talked about Jason Witten for years. There's nothing left to say because he hasn't done nothing else. He doesn't do anything different. He goes out there and makes his his plays, and and walks off the field. Job well done. Yeah, he didn't make any catches, but he made one hell of a block so Zeke could get about sixty yards downfield. I watched it. See now that that's what I'm saying though. That is that's to me that's old school tight end because you got tight ends that are 100%. In the league, that are in the league now to do one thing and that's to catch the ball. They want their, they want they want to they want to match up against an a smaller linebacker on their tight end and they're going to throw it up and they hope the tight end comes down with it. Blocking has is almost a lost art with tight ends these days. Wide receivers, well, I mean we've talked about it before. I mean. Michael Irvin, as he said, I get paid to catch balls, not block. And so he'd take plays off if the ball wasn't coming to him. He didn't even—he wasn't even shy about it. You know, come on now. And on top of that, how many teams have just phased out? We've talked about it before, also, the fullback position, and just okay if we're going to run an I formation, throw a tight end in there and have him block. But I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, that tight end is not going to be on the field if they're fucking looking to target him with a catch. Well, depending on blocking the tight end, depending on the distance, people have brought in fucking defensive linemen as blockers. That's true. Also, not a bad idea, but at the same time, get a fullback. Seriously. Well, that's it, it, a lot of that is because of the way the college game is. You run a spread offense. You run a single back offense. I mean, they're just they're not being groomed like they were back in the day. When the Big Ten was three yards and a cloud of dust, and that was they were the elite conference. I'm gonna I'm gonna interject with this because I, I want to get it on air, and I just want to say it, Colin Kaepernick, you are what I thought you were. You're a fucking hypocrite. You guys can argue about it all night. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Okay. Expound on that. How's he a hypocrite? Because you can't sit there and take a knee and make all this fuss and muss about oppression and oppression of black people and all this, and then support somebody. Like the dictator of Cuba, and say yeah, how he should have was. He can't do. Checked, he should have checked himself a history book before he threw that T-shirt on. I, I hear you there. A little, little bit of a little bit of mixed message going on with with Colin Kaepernick. Did you hear the interview? He he said these words, and I kid you not. I'm not making this shit up. He said that Fidel Castro had good ideas. He believed in some of the things that Castro. I was like, oh my, so Joseph Stalin. Adolf Hitler, Mussolini, but uh, and you put them on paper, they didn't work. You are what I thought you were. You're a fucking hypocrite. Now sit there and take your knee. Have a nice life. That's all I want to say about him. Dumbass. What's funny is, is, is if he if he would have lived in Cuba and under a communist government, he'd be pissed because they'd be taking most of his money. Because you know the basis of all those economies is uh, we all pull it together. Everybody shares. He'd be super pissed off and moving if he lived in Cuba under the regime of Castro. 
With that interview and that t-shirt and the things he said, he made everything he did with the kneeing and, and all this stuff, the support and the million dollars and all that, he made all of that shit irrelevant because he's a fucking hypocrite. Earl, I'll actually, I'm going to agree with you on that because you're, you're definitely, you, you, you don't know your history. When you wear shirts with those guys on them, you're making a bold statement, and with exactly with the message that he's been trying to send with his protest, definitely got into the the area of mixed messages when you're you're wearing a t-shirt with those two guys on it. I will give you that one, Chris. I want you to go go look at the interview and listen to what he says about and and he praises Fidel Castro. Okay, it wasn't just a t-shirt. I, I wear t-shirts all the time. I wear like the Viking uh, Randy Moss jersey. I, I loved Randy Moss. He was a freak. But that doesn't mean I don't love the Lions. I fucking am a homer. Everybody that listens to the show knows it. However, my words have never been, well, the Vikings are better than the Lions, because I'm not going to say that. He went out there and praised Fidel Castro and the efforts that he was doing. That, not a t-shirt, but those words are like, are you kidding me, you can't take a knee and try to raise awareness and be a protester for black lives and the oppression of people and then support a dictator and tell me how good he was. You can't do that. I agree. Just, you there. Just, <laughs> you know whose voice I heard that in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, whenever I, I agree. say those two words now, that's all I hear is that. I know. Um, just to play devil's advocate, not like I... I, I not like I disagree with either of you guys, but uh oh, did we lose? God damn it, Chris! Chris. Learn to hit the right, learn to hit the right it, button. It's all I about know, right, button, baby. Yeah. <laughs> not that I did. Not that I, I'm disagreeing with you guys at all. I'm just throwing it out there, just to be, I guess, devil's advocate. Um, it really not defending Castro whatsoever. Couldn't name you anything that I would consider he did that I know of that I would consider good. But I am going to say a lot of times in history, who you consider a hero and who you consider a villain depends on what history book you read. Because if you go to England, they don't look at our founding fathers as anything but terrorists. I, I, I agree. I have a BA in history from a very accredited college. Okay. And my ooh. teachers, my professors, ooh. right. Ooh, <laughs> my, my professors were realists. They didn't tell you what you wanted to hear. They didn't tell you what the history book said. They told you what was. Okay? And the and the only thing that I, I can even begin to tell you about Castro, we could talk about his oppression and, every, and his body count. We could do all that. Just know, okay, that we have a missile defense system in this country because of Fidel Castro. Well, all I'm going to say is, to me, the worst type of history teacher I ever had was a history teacher who also thought that he was a philosophy teacher. If I'm learning history, I just want the facts. I don't want your yeah. opinion on the facts. Yeah, I don't and care about I your bent on history. Tell me the history. I'll put and, my bend on it. Thank you. And, and what, I'm, what I'm getting at with what books you read is, I don't know. I haven't been inside of a classroom in 16 years. But judging by the products being turned out by the public school system... Yeah. And by colleges, obviously these aren't the same books that I was reading when I was in school. So, yes. Rich, I can tell you that was part of my disenchantment with going to college. I lasted one semester at Western Michigan University. 
one of the first, I mean, major part of it was most of the people that went there were fucking assholes. But second, I, my first impression, that was my first impression of the college experience. And I had two out of my five classes that I didn't go to. It's my fault. But it was because I did not like, I felt like I was paying to hear the teacher's opinion on the subject and not the subject. And see, my professors, when I hit college, were completely different. They told you what was. They didn't tell you what you wanted to hear. They didn't tell you what left, right, thought happened. They told you what happened. And they let you make your choices. When I went to be a, a teacher, a high school history teacher, okay, I tried to instill that upon my students. And I tried to call to their critical thinking skills and their problem-solving skills. I was told by the board, by my bosses, I was not allowed to do that. Okay. For my final exams, I told my students this. You cannot be wrong. The only way to pass this, only way to fail this, is to not do what I ask you to do. My, my final exam was this. Tell me, using dates, examples, and, and, and events, who was the worst person in Nazi Germany during World War II? Now, I had spent the entire semester talking about Germany in World War II. In fact, the, the class was called thing. The History of World War II. No, no, it wasn't. I, I know. But uh, I had spent, failed joke. Was it I, over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Germans? Yeah. He's, he's, he's on a roll. Let him go. <laughs> But I, I, I gave them every resource under the sun. I gave them every example to use, any date they wanted to use, any person they wanted to use. The board came to me and told me this. There's like this, a picture of Hitler behind you. <laughs> this is not how this is going to be run in this school system. We want you to teach Adolf Hitler, bad person, move on. I couldn't teach them history. I had to teach them their version. Hitler was bad. It happened. We won the end. So you weren't allowed to get into Stalin, Mussolini, Tojo? I couldn't get anywhere. When I talked about World War II in Nazi Germany, Hitler was the bad guy. We were the good guys. We helped the British. We win. But you, so you didn't even get into Axis and Allies? I got into the Axis and Allies, the, the, the two teams that fought the Super Bowl. Yeah, that I got that. But after that, that's it. Hitler was bad. We're good. We won. Good always wow. prevails. Yeah. Wow. I, We're yeah. fucked. This isn't a this isn't a movie where the history teacher can get up there in the inner city and teach dialectics. You know. You turn you turn the chair backwards. It means you're gonna get real. <laughs> At the end of the day, I, I, and it's just small. Hitler only killed one person himself. That's it. Uh, uh, Who killed? Who do you get? I don't talk about orders. I don't. I, I'm not spinning left to right. And who oh, we, I get. Oh, I get. Oh, before I get what you're saying. Gotcha. But physically, picked up a gun, shot himself. That's it. Trust me when I tell you there this are is the same very, argument. Same argument. People, this is. I, I understand where you're coming from, but it's the same thing I've heard people say. Why is Charles Manson in jail for the rest of his life? He never killed anyone. He just no, 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 no. Oh, on acid to go kill somebody. I'm not saying that Hitler's a bad guy and that he, his his philosophies and his ideals were terrible. I, I, I'm not saying that that's not true. That's true. But I want to talk to you about Rudolf Hirsch, 
the commandant of Auschwitz, who found a better way to kill millions of Jews. But took his orders from Hitler? No, just he found better. The, the, the order was to disperse the Jews. Get them out. And it became such a hassle to transport Jews out that they just became killing them in death camps. And at first, they put them in a morgue, back a truck up to it, put the exhaust pipe under, hose under there, and let them, you know, suffocate from monoxide poisoning. But well, I am so, if Hitler I am so allowed glad, it, I'm so glad you finally go got on. to put, I'm so glad you finally got to put your degree in history to use on a sports podcast. I'm so glad that is finally <laughs> I'm I just, you were it, sitting in class out there at Oakland University going, one day I'm going to be on a podcast talking about this. No, <laughs> and then I just, he saw Colin Kaepernick wearing that t-shirt. And he's like, this is going to be my fucking opening. <laughs> it's not what it should be. That's all I'm saying. Rudolph Hirsch invented the gas chamber. Zyklon B was the gas that they used to hurry up, speed up the death of the Jews so that morally it didn't affect the soldiers to hear him screaming and pounding at the door. Yeah, but Earl, I'll play devil's advocate on this one, you know, with your boy Hitler. Uh, allowing something and not stopping it is just as bad as ordering You're, it. Now you're talking about a Joe Paterno type thing, and I yeah. agree with you full-heartedly, full-heartedly. But I'm not going to look at Joe Paterno and go, you fucking child molester. I'm going to go to him and go, the fuck were you thinking? How could you not stop that? Now I'm going to go to Jerry Sandusky and go, okay, you need to have your balls removed. And shoved right up your ass. That's what I'm telling you. Jerry Sandusky, way worse than Joe Paterno. Ah, it's, I, think, I think we're getting into the, the realm here of you're saying Hitler wasn't that bad. So we're going to move on to the picks. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that he wasn't that bad. I'm saying he wasn't the worst. There were people that were just horrible. If you're, When you send your hate mail, address <laughs> it to, to the to Earl Iceman, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to create an email address specifically for your hate mail. <laughs> Earl at sports, or what, I don't know. Okay. World with, with people that are uneducated, I'm sure I will get a lot. No, I hear you, because I, I had another incident on, on Facebook today with running into uneducated people. It was oh, one, of my cousin, one of my cousins or something liked, it was just a generic photo of Obama smiling and signing something, and signing a piece of paper, and it was from one of these crazy left-wing uh, Facebook pages, and they posted uh, uh, President Obama signing uh, in the law that the president now has to pay taxes. And all these people were commenting on it, oh, hey, good job, great, you know, and people were, and I'm sitting there like, did we fall asleep collectively as a country during government class senior year? The president has always been a taxpayer. Oh, sorry. That's just something I ran into today. And and it was so erroneous. I was like, what the fuck? As I found out on Facebook between Chris and my cousin, Chris has issues with the church. (laughs) Ah, yeah. That's another conversation. But the picks. You know what I found out on Facebook? This was great. If uh, the winter, your car is kind of sluggish, pour sugar in your gas tank. (laughs) Oh, that shit works. I gotta yeah, do. It, yeah, it helps. It helps to keep your car running smooth for some reason in the winter. So I'm gonna do that. <laughs> if it's on sure Facebook, to, it's true. Make I'm sure gonna stock to, up on sugar. I'm gonna pour a bag in there every day to make sure my car runs extra good. And make sure, 
<laughs> Make sure to check your headlight fluid, too. So before the picks, Colin, you're fucking hypocrite. Tiger, welcome back. All right. What, you bring in golf? Didn't you publicly denounce golf like two weeks ago? Yeah, but Tiger Woods is back. It's popular again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the picks. All right. There's been some movement. I am no longer in third place. But, Rich, you are not in third place. We are tied. We're both at 550. Yeah, well, I'm still in last. St- Iceman, you're still at the top of the heat. For some unknown reason, you're good at picking football games. So yeah, I kind of got an understanding of the game. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, we, yes, we, well, we this we is did. gonna go down. Is Rich is gonna pick, and then no, you know what? Chris, you're gonna pick. Rich will pick, and then I'll tell you who wins. Ooh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we did pick. Uh, we like I said for the to, to be transparent. It is Thursday night uh, on the East Coast. It's past midnight now. The West Coast Ryan's almost ten o'clock. Uh, we did pick Dallas, Minnesota before the game started. We wanted to keep the picks on the up and up because, you know, we want to make sure we keep the integrity of a competition where we win nothing. But, so we all picked Dallas. Game's over. We're already one in going to the picks here. So, next up, we have... Damn it. Damn you. Hey, you knew what you were doing, all right? You knew that chick was 300 pounds. Hey, you knew she was 300 pounds when you took her home. Don't yell at us. Right. I thought the cheeks were tight. I thought they were tight. Yeah. All right. So, first up on the docket, Lions in New Orleans. Uh, I'm going with the Saints, guys. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I've, I've picked the Lions the last couple of weeks, and it's worked out for me. But I just, with our with our secondary and the way Drew Brees, like I said, last week, he was passing out touchdowns like Oprah Winfrey. You get a touchdown. You get a touchdown. Except for Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks pissed off Drew Brees somewhere. But I'm, I'm picking the Saints, guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I got the Saints. Uh, we, we, we've, we've covered this ad nauseum already as far as Lions and their road, their road schedule, blah, 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 and all that good shit, wins and losses, so there's no really no need to go into it. And like I said, they'll pick, and then I'll tell you who wins. The Lions. The Lions win this. Because, yeah, Drew Brees looked like an all-star and an elite quarterback last week. What Chris failed to mention is he played the Rams. I mean, come on. Yeah, everybody, including Cleveland, if they ever played him, would beat him. Stop it. Yeah, but the Rams are actually decent against the pass. And he fucking just carved him up last week. This week... and, we are and, not that great against the pass. Okay, as we've talked about, it's time for the Lions to stand up and be counted. All right, they got to start winning on the road. They got to start doing big games. It, the rest of the schedule is hard. If you're going to be a contender, then damn it, be a contender. Don't sit at the top of the division and say, ha ha, no, bitch, keep going. And I think they do. I think they got a, a good, more, more, you know, they, they got a good sense about them. They got a team effort. And I think they pull it out. All right. Well, hey, you know, I hope you're right. Because it'd be nice to see them win in New Orleans. But, no, this uh, honestly feels like a legit pick, not just I'm picking the Lions, because I'm always going to pick the Lions. So, mm-hmm. we will see. Time will tell us, sir. Next up, the Panthers heading into the 12th man, Seahawks. Seahawks going off that lackluster loss to your Bucks, Rich. Uh, I, I got to go with the home team here. 
it, it's it's over, in Carolina. Let's you can try again next season. You know, at this point, if you're Ron Rivera, I think the best you can hope is 500. I'm going with the Seahawks. Get the Legion of Boom back together too, so they got that going for them as well. I'm going with the Seahawks also. I think that uh, Cam Newton is learning to enjoy eating some humble pie without whipped cream on it this year. Uh, uh, also, uh, Richard Sherman had a couple of nice words for him on Twitter about karma coming back around after uh, Cam Newton ripped up or stepped on, or I can't remember what he did, uh, their 12th man flag. Yes. Uh, after the playoff win last year. So... Seahawks seem like a team, especially that defense, seems like a, a defense that loves to have a chip on its shoulder, loves to have an excuse to go out there and hurt people, and Panthers just don't have it this year, so Seahawks. Uh, once again, I'm going to be by myself. I'm, I'm going to go Panthers. Yeah, the Seahawks have a defense. They have an okay offense. It's not the offense of, of you know, yesteryears, um, but Cam Newton still has a lot to prove. Um, he's, he still has a huge chip on his shoulder. Panthers are heavily plagued by injury. Star middle linebacker out. You know, Michael Orr is out. Great, great offensive tackle. Um, but I, th- I think they do it. I think they do come out and prove that they, you know, they still, they're not going far. They're not going far at all. But uh, I, I think the Panthers can uh, answer the call to the 12th man this week. Okay. Well, quick question. If they do win, do you think uh, Cam's going to be doing any dancing in the 12th man flag this time? Oh, I'll, t- I'll guarantee you that Cam will score at least one touchdown. You can bank on this. Bet on it if you'd like. Cam Newton will score at least one touchdown and do the Superman pose and the dab. I guarantee it. No, right I'm there. About, I'm talking about grabbing a 12th man flag out of a fan's hands like he did last season. No, I don't think he grabs the flag. I, I think he does the dance and, and the Superman pose and the dab. Gotcha. All right, well, not, uh, I'm just going to write our pick in across the board for this, but I'll ask you guys anyway. The Rams at the Patriots. Uh, Patriots. Pats. Now, see, St. Louis written. Fuck no. Pats, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's not even. That's nobody. Nobody's going to show up to that game. Nobody's going to turn that game on TV. And I don't even think anybody's aware they're playing. All right. Next up. Redskins at the Cardinals. Now, this one's tricky because Arizona, I'm putting them in the category this year with Baltimore as their defense is killing it and they're getting no love. However, their offense is lackluster. Uh, I think this is going to be a, uh, I mean, regardless of what the records look like, uh, I think this is going to if the Redskins win this one, it's going to help legitimize them a little bit more. Uh, I'm going with the... Uh, hmm. no, I'm going to go with Arizona. Just just, just call it a... Just for some reason, my guts just tell me to pick the Cardinals on this one. It's for no other reason. Uh, well, I mean, Redskins, obviously. They're flip sides, their records are... Exact opposites of each other. Skins six and four. Cardinals four and six. Both with a tie. Um, I, 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 going by what I usually go by in situations like this, when I think the game could go either way, going by the defense, and I think the Cardinals got the better defense. So give me the Cardinals. See, and this is why I picked last. 
I, I gotta go Redskins. Uh, I don't know who Crowder is. I don't know. Can I Crowder? I tell you who do knows who, who Crowder is, and, and that's Kirk Cousins. And he's found Deshaun Jackson. He's like, hey, that's the guy who took my job. Right? And I don't know. A lot of these picks from here out are total what the fuckings to me. Because you can flip a coin and you're going to be right, you know, 50% of the time. These are going to be killer the rest of this week. I'd just like to point out that we are all above 500 in our picks. No matter what spot we're in, one, two, or three, we're all above 500. Mm -hmm. There are professionals that don't pick as well as we have. Just want to point that out. And I'm better than ever, so I'm going to point that out too. Anyways, like I was saying, I just it's it's a it's a whole bucket of what the fuckings, and I just think that that you know the Redskins are going to try to make a run. Cardinals have lost all. I have lost all faith in the Cardinals. You, You have every aspect of a team that you need. And you're not making it happen. How in the hell does that team go four and six? How? Have no idea. They have no answer. So let's get. All right. Next up, looking down the schedule. To me, this is going to be one of the harder games to pick this week. Chiefs at the Falcons. I mean, Chiefs coming off that Monday night win. See what I mean? Yeah. Falcons. Just they've been getting it done this year. Ah. And let's not forget the Chiefs. What the fuck on Tampa Bay game? Yeah. And the Chiefs, obviously, the Chiefs are banged up, and they still got it done against Denver. Um, I'm calling the Chiefs on this one. You know, because Atlanta's been getting... Last year, Atlanta got it done more through the run. This year, they're getting it done more through the air. And fucking Justin Houston, he's fucking nasty, man. So I'm I'm, I'm calling the Chiefs on this one. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and go Chiefs, too. Uh, I, I honestly think whoever comes out of the NFC South is just first-round fodder, um, or fodder for a better team. Is what I guess what I meant to say. Uh, I don't think any team in the South's really that good. Uh, and Chiefs, I mean, they're quietly having you know more more quiet than <clears throat> if they weren't in the same division as the Raiders and the Broncos. I think there'd be a lot more national talk about them. So yeah, give me the Chiefs. I I can't. I I, I love. Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, live there for a while and all that good stuff. I, they do good things. They do. And they have a good team. I, I just think Matty Ice is going to have a better game. Uh, he, he's shown flashes in the pan. and I don't know. He, he has the tools to do it, so I got to go Dirty Birds. Okay, well, this next one is another one I'm going to classify as one I'm going to write in, but I'm going to ask you because it's courtesy and we have a format. We have the Broncos at the Jaguars. I'm going with Denver. Yeah, Denver, same here. There will come a time when the Jaguars get a hell of a coach to coach that hell of a team that they have. This is not that time, and this definitely (laughs) ain't that coach. Broncos. Gonna get deep pants at home, Jaguars. Just saying. Oh, there are some picks coming up that I just can't make. Uh, this might be one of them. Texans at the Packers heading to Lambeau. This is one of those picks. I'm going with Green Bay simply based on momentum, and they're at home. Quite honestly, you know, after a couple bad losses, they got themselves a decent win. They're the ones who played Monday, right? I forgot the night games. They blend together for me, but either way. Uh, yeah, Green Bay's coming off a win. 
Texan, you were, we were talking earlier about teams we're not buying this year. I'm not buying the Texans. I'm going with the pack. <sighs> this is literally, I could flip a coin. <sighs> it's, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I'm going to regret doing this. And my mindset is I'm going with the defense, so I'm going to pick the Texans. But then I, if you look at points put up, the Texans haven't even broke 200 this season. I mean, that's. That's bad. I mean, the Browns have scored more points than that, but their defense has been better than Green Bay's. So, even the Texans. Well, I'm finally not alone. Uh, it, it hurts. I, I have high hopes that the Texans would do the job, but unfortunately, um, Rodgers has stopped relaxing. He has found his groove with his receivers, who are now catching. Uh, and it, as he's proved in the Super Bowls, once he finds that groove, ain't no defense going to stop it. And that's unfortunate for my Lions because he's crawling out of the cellar. Unfortunately, this week I got to pick the Packers. All right. Next up, Eagles at the Bengals. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh. Oh, dear God. Uh, I'm going, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of piggyback on what Rich just did with his pick here. Uh, just. Eagles got a way better defense than the Bengals this year. That's been kind of the bright spot on the Eagles this year is the defense, so I'll go Philly. Okay, I, and I forgot to bring this up before the pick, so I'll bring it up now. Um, oh, shit, just had a brain fart. Uh, Bengals head coach, Marvin Lewis. Is he the modern-day Wayne Fonts or what? No, he, he can't get fired for yes. mediocrity? And he can't win a playoff game. <laughs> I mean, and he's been there forever. It's just like he's... Yeah, it's Marvin Lewis. No, Again. no, he, he's won a playoff game. Perfect. As, and Pac-Man Jones cost him a trip to the Super Bowl. Don't you remember that? Against Pittsburgh? Oh, yeah, when that last... Yeah. That was 2005, wasn't it? Oh, God, no. Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was when Pittsburgh went to the uh, to the, to the, the Super Bowl in 2005 when um, they had to put in Kitna because uh, what's-his-face got hurt? And Joey... <laughs> Uh, uh, Joey Porter was like, I know you don't think you're going to win with Kitna. I was getting ready to feel sorry for you that, that our uh, one of our linemen rolled up on, on your quarterback's knee, but now you're going to say we cheated? Fuck you. Man, that was the big that was the big Joey Porter moment, as far as I remember. Anyways, I don't know. I'm just pointing out. It, just talk about just treading water in the middle of the pack, Marvin Lewis. But anyways, oh, God. No, it was in. Mm-mm. I'm talking about the one on Antonio Brown. Yeah, that was last year, wasn't it? It was last year, or two years ago. It was two years ago. But all right, so yeah, back to the pace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm getting lost. Um, yeah, give me. Uh, God, give me the Eagles. <laughs> no AJ, no win. It's kind of like no woman, no cry, but different. Eagles. It's, it's the Iceman remix. No AJ, no win. All right. Uh, next up, Dolphins at the Ravens. Um, you have a good defense versus a lackluster defense, and a good offense versus a lackluster offense. This is a fucking. This is a flip a coin one. See what the fucking? It's gonna catch on. But you know, you know what? I will go with. I think that the Ravens defense is better than Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. I'm going Ravens. Give me the Ravens also. Oh, yeah, we're all locked up because I'm going Ravens. Hell no, I ain't going to pick the Dolphins. This was the easier one of the week. Oh, here you go. Here you go, no. kids. No. Toilet. 
the toilet no. bowl. No. It even, has, it even has the toilet seat in it for you. No. The no. 49ers are at the Bears. I can't. I just can't right now. I plead the fifth. Okay, so I know who to write in for you. All right. <laughs> you can say not the 49ers. <laughs> it's the way uh, he's had to pick the Bears before. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I just can't. <laughs> I can't uh, even. I, I got to go with the fact that in fantasy football right now, Colin Kaepernick's the guy to pick up this week as far as quarterbacks. Uh, and two, I mean, uh, the Niners at least have their starting quarterback. So I'm going to go with the Niners. Yeah, same here. And I mean, it's it's not a confident pick. It's just I have to pick one of them. I, yeah, no, I mean, I really can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't flip okay. a coin. I can't. Can, hey, I, can I get a tie? Can I get a for, plan? Put them down for a tie. Yeah. There's been, what, three of them this year so far? Two? Can I get a mulligan on this pick? I'm just asking because I, I just, they suck. <laughs> All right. I'll write down tie. No. Uh, shit. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go into overtime 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I just really can't. I, I, give, me the, give me the Niners based on what the fuckings. I don't know. I don't. I can't. All right, next up, Bills, Raiders. Um, I think you don't count out this Buffalo defense. Um, and I think that's really kind of been... Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm not, I, I told you, I, I think the Raiders are for real, but I think what's going to hold them back in the playoffs is their defense. That being said, the Bills got shitty offense, so I'm going to go with the Raiders. Because Sammy Watkins will probably be back on the injured, you know, he'll probably be back on the bench before the fucking year's over. So, yeah, give me the Raiders. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I just don't think Bills and uh Rexy there have got it this week. Uh, this is a hard pick for the opposite reason than, than the, just the last game. Uh, Bills are, are trying to prove something, and the Raiders are pissed that nobody's talking about them. I, I just I can see Derek Carr in the field right now, going, "Uh huh." Keep talking about Dallas, bitches. Uh huh. Keep talking about the Chiefs. Keep talking about everybody else but us. I, I'm gonna go with the Raiders. They they out are out to prove something, and they're proving it. And spades. Oh, don't forget, people are, you know, certain talking heads are talking about them, just their disrespect them saying they're a first round exit. Well, that's what I'm saying. And they're going to, you know, at least during the regular season right now, they're going to prove them wrong. Okay. So, see, now to me, this is a hard game to pick coming up here Giants and the Steelers. I don't know about you guys, but I think the Steelers are better than their record. Yes? No? Uh,. Absolutely. That I, I told you the other week with the coach, where are you, Mike Tomlin? Get your shit together. No, but I mean, as far as what the product I've seen on the field, I think the, the Steelers are better than their record indicates that they are this year. I mean, you had Antonio Brown catch three fucking touchdown passes on Thanksgiving. You got Le'Veon Bell's just been a goddamn, you know, if he can put down the weed and put a whole season together, he might get himself a rushing title one of these seasons. Uh, and the well, Giants are the Giants struck eight and three. They struggled against Cleveland for Christ's sake. Yeah, uh, and just you know, I think also too Pittsburgh the last few years has turned it on when they've needed to turn it on to get themselves in the playoffs. I think they've been doing that the last month. I'm going with Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh also. I'm breaking my golden rule, but I mean, their offense, or excuse me, their defense, Giants and Pittsburghs, pretty much match up as far as numbers. I and I mean, just going on offense, I think the Steelers have got them. So yeah. What do you Eli think, Eli Pennsylvania. It's Eli Manning is not Peyton Manning. I can't stand that little prick. His receiving core bails him out all the damn time. Uh, his defense is... Uh, uh, eh. But I think uh, exactly what you said, Chris. It, it's time to turn it on, and Mike Tomlin is definitely gathering up the troops and settling them down. And I think he coaches to the win. He's got the home field advantage, Steelers. But you're right. I can't pe- pick Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared about the Bengals game. You're killing me. All right. What a sorry. Oh, wait. I was going to call it a a shitty Sunday. Oh, there is no Sunday night game. That's right. The Sunday night game was Panthers and Seahawks, bro. Why the fuck is it all the way up at the top? That's your internet search. No, that's I'm on the four-letter network's app. (laughs) Well, oh, because I think I have the Seahawks set as one of my favorites. All right. Anyway, been fine. All right. Next, Buccaneers. At the Chargers. Ugh. Ugh. Two not-so-great defenses versus two decent offenses. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think you got Tyrell Williams is having a career career year. Uh, Rivers is playing to get traded. <laughs> um, I think Melvin Gordon's come out of nowhere. And I think on the Bucks you got... You got Famous Jameis, and you got Mike Evans, and Muscle Hamster when he's healthy. Uh, I just, I like, the Chargers offense just seems to stay healthier consistently. Uh, and they're at home, going with the Chargers. Uh, despite what I said about, earlier in the show, about the Buccaneers dumping all their defense in the one game. I like their defense more than I like the Chargers. Uh, I don't know, I don't see the Chargers having a lot, whole lot to play for besides pride at this point. I mean, it's it. If, if, if I'm on the Chargers, I'm pissed off that I'm sitting at 6 and 5 and 6 and I'm in last place and we're playing a team at 6 and 5 and with a little luck could actually make the playoffs and win their division. So Not even with luck, bro. Not even as a wild card. Just saying. Uh, looking looking at, that, at the record, just pure record, I'd be pissed off if I was the Chargers. So, but still, I, I think Tampa's got it this week. Uh, at, at first glance, it was a game that meant nothing other than a time slot. But unfortunately, or fortunately, however you look at it, Rich is right. Bucks have a shot. It, it's a it's a long shot from way the fuck over there, but it's a shot. And Chargers have no chance sitting at the bottom of their division. I don't know. And Rivers is trying to get traded. So, what do you do? Chargers you, are, you never Chargers. count out the team with nothing to lose. Chargers are at home. Bucks are on a killing spree. They're they're on the top of the bucket of what the fuckings. See, but that's, right. that was one of my that, that was one of my deci- deciding factors. Chargers are at home, but the Bucks are four and one on the road. Right, and they're on a three game winning streak. So. I gotta go with the Bucks because every time I've picked against them, I was I'm sitting here going, "What the fuck?" 
So, alright. Go ahead, Jameis. Alright. Alright, the Monday night game. Ugh. Here we go. <laughs> well, I gotta hear these picks. Well, this one's easy for me. The Colts at the Jets. We're going with the Colts, because fuck the Jets. You fucked me too much this year. God damn it. Fucking Colts. <laughs> oh, and Rich, oh, this is a conundrum for you, too. We all had our game. <laughs> They're going to do the opposite of what I fucking picked them to do. I can't win. But, good. okay, look, I'm going to try to use I'm gonna try to use numbers to rationalize this pick, okay? Maybe it'll work out for me for a change. The Jets ain't even scored 200 points. They've given up almost... They've given up over 250 points. They have won three games, though. The Colts Ooh. have put up 270 points. <laughs> And their defense is shit because they've given up over 300 points. But they, 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 they almost 100 po- scored most almost 100 points more than the Jets. So, and their record is better. So, by all rights, the Colts are going to win. God damn it! <laughs> Never hope to sleep tonight, Rich. Pour, pour one out for my for my pick. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Rich's pick for the Colts. Uh, so you're picking the Colts? So, yeah, so sure. He, he, he said it four times. He didn't want salmon. We're, we're, we're all going down with you because I'm picking the Colts too. I just, the, the Jets are a team of what the fucking series. You guys are aware of my record when I picked the Colts to do anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I got to think the Colts can put together something that's better than what the Jets have to offer. I, it's just terrible at this point. If I was a Colts fan who listened to this podcast, I would have bribed me to pick against the Colts ever since I figured out they're going to do the opposite of what they say they're going to do. <laughs> I've been like, just pick whatever team they play. I don't care if they play the Browns 16 weeks in a row. Pick the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Well, I mean, it, it's it's crazy to think that in a couple of weeks we're going to be talking about uh, non-studio. Just don't have Jim Mora. About the playoffs. Who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? It, it, you know, it's we've had a taste of it the last five years here. You know, it's, it's it's nice to watch a January football game in Michigan that you're involved in. And, you know, and you're from Detroit. You know, but we've. Just as as Lions fans, we know we've been here before. At seven and five, we're getting greedy if we're talking to, if we're talking about going to the playoffs. I mean, they they could go zero and five from like here on out. We're all like aware of this, right? Oh yeah, they're zero and four. My bad. I'm counting weeks, not games. But yeah, if uh, they if they lose to Chicago, I swear to God, that's it. I will I will never again ever. Don't come at me with even off blue Kool Aid. All right, that's, 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 I mean, because it's just <clears throat> no, no matter what, no matter what, they should end up with eight wins this season. Agreed. So, yeah, you can fuck around and go five hundred at this point, but this is the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I, I hate to be Mister Gloom and Doom, but I mean, this is the team that went seven and one and then zero and fucking eight. Chris. You said 2016 is the year of the lion. 
Oh, I know, but... Stop it! But then I looked at the schedule. Stop it! <laughs> I, looked at the red, I looked at the remainder of the schedule and went, oof, we do, not have the easy, we do not have the easiest month ahead of us. So it's time to prove yourself. Stand up and be counted. Give them a chance. I'm this is post-Megatron. This is Caldwell calling the team together, making a run at it. Give them a hey shot. Hey, man. I'm from Detroit. I'm always going to be rooting for him on Sunday. But I'm okay, a realist, man. Chris, all right, well, then be a realist. The player, the team that we're going to be playing have already made their playoff run. They're in. They're not going to play as hard. They're not going to play their starters all the time. We got a chance. You're, you're like fucking Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber. So you're saying there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> you're damn right. Get, let them get a, let them stand up and get counted. They'll be put in their place, and wherever that is, at the top, bottom, or in the middle, they'll be there. Just next thing you know, next, next thing you know, Chris, he's going to be complimenting you on your, your big gulp. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> it's a very right. nice gulp. I'm just saying. We landed on the moon! <laughs> uh, do we want to pick the college game? Hey, why not? There's one left, right? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wow! Yeah, no. This is this is this is this is how pissed I am at college football uh-uh. for the last week. Is the is the Big Ten championship game this week? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. No, there is no fucking. Uh uh-uh. yeah. yeah, uh. Just Penn because State. this this has become the college portion of our show, I just want to say, can we say that the Notre Dame coach is now fucking gone? Are you kidding me? Did you guys follow that story? Can we talk oh, yeah. about the, the bigger issue? And it has to be quick because I don't have much battery left. How come Ohio State is in the college football playoff ranking, but they're not playing for the Big Ten title? How's that work? And how are they in there over Penn State? Who beat them? Because, because college football is proven, no matter what system they come up with for the national championship. They need to expand the playoffs. You have five power conferences. Four spots. Exactly. Expand it to either six games or six teams or eight teams. And give so, and give two teams a bye. Some, something. I don't know. Come up with something. The BCS was bullshit. The AP and coaches polls were bullshit. The eyeball test is terrible. You have Condoleezza Rice on the selection committee for the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the selection committee for 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 the playoffs. Come on, people! I mean, look at this. Clemson's playing for their division. Alabama's playing for their division. Washington's playing for theirs. Ohio State thinking of bye week. Fuck is that? How does that work? Is isn't it Penn State and Michigan in the Big Ten? No, it's Penn State and Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh my God. Yeah. How does? How does that even work? Uh, and, well, but look at the SEC championship game. Alabama's playing Florida. Alabama's ranked stop. one. Florida's ranked fifteen. Alabama's record's twelve and zero. Florida's record's eight and three. It's a clusterfuck, gentlemen. This is how come. Oh, this is how come I have such a hard time defending college football this time of year. The MAC championship. Western Michigan's playing Ohio. Western Michigan's twelve and zero. Ohio's eight and four. Western Michigan's ranked. Ohio is not ranked. And Western Michigan isn't even in the conversation. Yeah. 
to go to the to, to the college football playoffs. So I don't care if they blow out and win their. Ch- and it, it, it's, just, it's just not going to happen. So the a- the ACC championship game, Clemson is playing Virginia Tech. Clemson's number three, Virginia Tech's twenty three. Clemson's eleven and one, Virginia Tech's nine and three. Nine and three, you shouldn't be fucking playing for anything. But yeah, this this fucked up. It's terrible. It is horrid. This is this is why I'm almost in favor of have one or two out of conference games, but for the most part, if you're in a Power Five conference, give make sure you play every team in the, in your conference, and you can because they can divide it up in the East West or Leaders Legends, however the fuck they want to, and call it whatever they want, and play every team in your conference, and then like they do. Play a few teams on a rotating basis in the other conference and keep your rivalry games. Play your championship games and then have basically a wild card team that comes in as a sixth team. The best two teams get first round buys. Wild card team plays the winner of, you know, and then best record after the first round buy plays the wild card team, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's the only way I can come up with to make it even somewhat fair because Ohio state not playing for the big 10 championship yet being in the national championship talk, that kind of, that kind of invalidates the whole big 10 championship in my mind. It's a, yeah, it's it's making it look like it's a fucking joke. And it actually validates the the fucking referees. Ohio state was going to be in the playoffs no matter what period. End of talk. That's it. Go home. Well, I will say this is, as much as, and this is, you know, tinfoil hat territory, as much as that Block M is a brand all of its own and it's recognized all over the country, Ohio State puts a lot of people's asses in the seats watching the TV. They've been one of college football's elite teams, like it or not, for going on 15, 16 years now. I mean, that's just the way it is. And They got the team, they got the coach. If it wasn't for if it wasn't for fucking Nick Saban down in Alabama, who would you be talking about as the as the the quote unquote dynasty in college football? You'd have to bring up Ohio State in the conversation at least. But you got you got Alabama down there. You got a fucking very high profile head coach. You know, it's, it, until further notice, the national championship goes through Alabama. Either they win it or you got to beat them to win it. So it's just the way it is. Yeah. Well, with that being said, we got to wrap it up, guys. My, uh, we're nearing three hours, and yeah, battery's going to die here soon. Don't, don't want to have to fly in the end of the show. But thanks, everybody who's listened, who the show grows every week, uh, at Sporgy Podcast on Twitter, at Sporgy underscore podcast on Instagram. Eh, there's a Facebook page, but eh, it's Facebook. Uh, yeah, I just I can't believe... It's we wait all year. It's, it seems football season goes faster and faster every year. We'll be talking playoffs in a few weeks. Uh, but thanks to everybody who's listened. Uh, iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on Stitcher. Or you can just go to ChristopherMedia.net. And thanks to everybody who's listening. Make sure you share it. If you like someone, you got to tell it. That's how podcasts work. All right. Until further notice. So you, you want to help us grow? You want to hear more? You gotta tell people and hit the goddamn donate button, would you? All right. I'd like to be able to throw these gentlemen a little cash every week. We're we're doing this for free. Nine fact, do this at a loss every month. 
you, you're gaining things. You're listening to this for free. So if you like it, man, hit the donate button. But thanks everybody who listens, and we'll see you next week. Later, guys. And if you like the Iceman, remind Chris to put him in the title. Yeah, Later, I know, right? <laughs> if you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.